One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Michael Caine goes to Newcastle in Get Fucked, airing tonight and every night on ITV4. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 28th of December, the year of our Lord 2000. Bob the Builders, can we fix it? Is number one this week and therefore the Christmas number one. Yeah! Bob did it! Yeah. Which means you'd be hearing it every year during the Christmas <laughs> play-alongs until we all perish. The Bobhood dream has come true. <laughs> How do you like my now? <laughs> Unbreakable is number one in the box office. Original name, Unbobbable. But obviously, it was already taken. Are they all going to be Bob the Builder themed this week? Uh, the Bobbles, <laughs> number one. Still number one in the album charts. That's good. Like that for a while. <laughs> ECW Anarchy Rules is the alleged big game of Ooh. the week. So I totally forgot that these games came out this week. Oh Don't my day. It. So this is, oh, I think we should, we'll make some time to have a proper chat about these games, I think, because uh, I've got lots yeah. to say about the Acclaim games. <laughs> Mainly, I mean, I mean, you know, TLDR, they're shit. <laughs> it's hard to explain to people Everyone loved WWF Attitude and Warzone until WrestleMania 2000 came out. And it was like, yeah, oh, this place, wait, I'm never going back to Attitude. They, they spoiled us rotten with that particular game. They spoiled us. Hmm. And uh, we never looked back. Uh, we didn't. So instead, Acclaim got the ECW license. They did uh, Hardcore Revolution. And then later on, Anarchy Rules, because apparently it's sold enough. And I think the winners of that were ECW, because they owed a claim about $2 million <laughs> in a car for bankruptcy. I'm oh. still not sure how that works, but Paul, well done, Paul, Heyman. Paul Heyman, just, just being Paul Heyman. What a boy. Paul Heyman things. Uh, on the 22nd of December, a contestant in the grand final of Series 29 of 15 to 1, the quiz show on Channel 4, who cannot be identified for legal reasons, is edited out the edition. The contestant, saying <laughs> position four, is eliminated the first round, having answered two questions incorrectly. The two questions are cut from the sequence, while the camera jumps from positions three to five. And it doesn't say why, because Whoa. of course he can't be named for legal reasons. I did some digging around on um, a few message boards who had also seen this on Wikipedia, gone, all right, what's this? Anyone have any information? It was something like, he was involved in a court case at the time. Oh. And 
part of being involved in this trial or whatever was, no, you can't be on TV doing game show appearances. Legally, <laughs> you're not allowed to. to pass the time while waiting for the, yeah. the legals to come out. Anything you want to tell us before we get this court <laughs> case sorted out? <laughs> no, nothing, pal. I like how he's a Just as you leave the room, like, nothing, pal. like Columbo. <laughs> oh, just one thing. <laughs> I, I was on did get eliminated from round one of 15 to 1. The lawyer's just doing this. <laughs> right. Hello, Channel 4. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't legally put that guy on, uh, but you're all dead if he appears on TV. <laughs> on the 25th of December, BBC One as the UK TV premiere of Titanic. With overnight figures giving it an audience of 9.9 million. God. Eat that, Tony Khan. Yeah. <laughs> it went, it went, apparently it went halfway up against Bob the Builder. For 30 minutes, it was up against Bob the Builder. Bob the Builder and, with no advert. Bob the Builder, yeah, Bob the Builder ran with no commercial interruptions to try and stick it to Titanic. <laughs> and Otis the Ardvar in a hardcore match. <laughs> ITV has seven of the top 10 most watched programs of the day including Coronation Street, 13.7 million, EastEnders, 12.1 million, Jeez. and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, 11.1 million. Uh, Where's all these numbers coming from? All at home, doing nothing, I guess. Mm -hmm. BBC One has a celebrity edition of Robot Wars. Participants include Vic Reeves, Chris Eubank, and the boy band Five. <laughs> I've never heard of this. Is this a real thing? Boy Band 5 were the robot. They all formed together like the Megazord oh, in Power yes. Rangers. <laughs> Celebrity Robot Wars isn't what you think. It is It is humans controlling celebrities, fighting to the death. Not robots controlling. So <laughs> I prefer that version. But when they went to the pit, they go, five will make it go down. Yeah. <laughs> ITV airs Sinatra, good guy, bad guy. A program investigating Frank Sinatra's alleged links to the mafia. The film was made without permission of the Sinatra family and includes friends and colleagues discussing the late singer, some talking about him for the first time. Wow. Is this like WWE finding out that Daniel Bryan had, uh, had lied about his medical history? Frank Sinatra was involved in the mob? We had no idea. I swear, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> On my mother's grave, I didn't know. Then the corridor getting, getting bitched out by Brett's wife. <laughs> Oh, none of you knew, huh? None of you knew. <laughs> I swear to God. Swear I can't to look God. at you right now. I'm looking at this thing on the floor. <laughs> There'll be a reckoning. Frank Sinatra singing with shadows. Start spreading the... No, sorry. Uh, I'll, turn, I'll change my mind. Stop spreading that news. <laughs> 26th of December, Radio 4 clears its Boxing Day schedule in order to broadcast an eight-hour reading of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone read by Stephen Fry. Wow! Oh, that's nice. So Stephen Fry just sat there for eight hours. That's a hell of a Twitch stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <pretty. laughs> Isn't that what you're doing on Twitch at the moment? Just reading people's books oh. for multiple hours on a night? That's right. <clears throat> New Jack and the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> Let me stab that bitch, said Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm going to kill a motherfucker, Miss McGonagall, said New Jack. Cedric Diggory came to me and goes, Harry, I've never got colour before. <laughs> I'll give you colour. <laughs> May New Jack rest in peace, by the way. Harry Potter, after escaping Azkaban, got away with it. <laughs> Just like Sirius Black. He's <laughs> got his wand and drove off. I like the last scene in New Jack, the New Jack movie series, where <laughs> him and Voldemort are fighting on the roof and they both forget what they're doing up there. They both ah. just jump off. 
while they're still playing do 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 John, uh, <laughs> New Jack and the Philosopher's Stone. Shout out to my homeboy, Voldemort. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> Three less we're going to worry about. <laughs> kind of army kills, whatever. What would, I, what would New Jack's Horcrux be? An arm drag. <laughs> he won't think to look for it there. <laughs> it's all the stuff he'd bring within the bin. There you go. Keyboard, <laughs> old phone. Those weren't weapons. Those were his Horcruxes. <laughs> Hiding in plain sight, they call it. <laughs> we're off to a rip-roaring start, mate. We certainly are. It's a bunch of other stuff, but who cares? All that was happening. <laughs> Wait, no, it wasn't. In it wasn't them, happening. We made it up. All that was not happening in the ugly, bus-filled <laughs> world of reality. What was happening, by God, in the wonderful, hysterical, unbelievable world of oh. professional wrestling. Why? The questions Why? to those answers, that's right, uh, will be answered right now <laughs> and only here with the dulcet tones of myself, Matthew, and Tom currently downing is it, an entire cup of tea like he's the Sandman during his entrance. I down it because I didn't have the heart to tell you. I made myself a coffee before I came. Oh, down. you are two? So got, oh, got, well. Got Tom, Tommy two drinks over here. Tommy two drinks. Matthew, Tommy, one drink. Tommy, two drinks. Actually, actually, tell a lie. I've got a bottle of water with me as well. I'm technically Tommy. Wow. I'm like Robin Williams on stage. <laughs> There's plenty. Oh, we had a whole table. You often compared to Robin Williams. So three drinks, two men, one podcast. One That's shut up. That's right. <laughs> it must be the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. Tom, how are you, mate? I'm. Oh, really... so joining us, it's the, and, it's and the, the door. awkward door. Hey. I'll get the, I'll get the door. And I'll see if you see our old friend Bottley the bottle. <laughs> We've been knocked Botley, unfortunately. He wanted too much money to come back. Oh, it was a one-shot deal. A... <laughs> Hashtag bring back Botley. <laughs> oh, that much that crap thing was. <laughs> Hashtag bring Fan back. Fan out of Botley the bottle. Anyway, how you doing, Mate, Bob? I'm fantastic. Uh, we're recording this a couple of days earlier than normal. Um, because, you'll, as you'll know by now, the, the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast goes on a bit this week. <laughs> oh, well, not much happens this week. You no, know. it's a quiet week, apart from... Yeah. Um, like th three Raws, two NXTs, two Dynamites, and a crown jewel yeah. in a pear tree. And a journalist in a pear tree. <laughs> well, I'm just coming up Meltzer. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> I think this is something else. So we made the decision. I said, look, tell you what, I don't want you, you know, flagging when we get to talk about SmackDown. I, I need you. I need the old Stone Cold. Yeah. So that would be great to say. So Matthew, how you doing? I hate wrestling. I hate, I hate wrestling. wrestling. So I said, let's do it a couple of days early when you're fresh, when all is well. So we're recording this on a Wednesday. Yes. I've I've had a weird day because normally I'm in first thing in the morning. I've been in the office for about 20 minutes because I work from home today because somebody was coming to fix the dishwasher. Mm. So I had to be on hand to let them in, awkwardly offer them a cup of tea and then make small talk about Newcastle United. So that's <laughs> that's been my morning. You never realise how far out you're the bubble until someone from like, hello, it's me, the plumber or the boiler man or whatever. And you're like, so you're watching it. Oh. It's like a TV show. You're like, oh, I know that exists. Yeah. Um, so and it really that, is like... Hey. 
The weather's good. Yeah, you just, oh, just, just, after a while, you just go, I'm just going to crack on with some work. I'm going to be sat on the side of the room, but I'm going to let you crack on with work. We'll have a little bit of banter, but I know your work is. Yeah, so just you, just, gonna... you just work and every five minutes clap, so you know you're not stealing anything. He's a good egg. He was a good, <laughs> he didn't steal anything. I che- checked all the, I counted the cutlery beforehand. Uh, no, he was a good egg and we have a working dishwasher now. So that's a good start. Also, in other really exciting news, I'm, I am, mate, I'm buzzing today. I am buzzing today because a little dream of mine that I've had since I was a kid has come true today. Of course I'm going to bring it up. A little dream of mine I had since I was a kid came true today. What was it? And and I know for a fact that 10-year-old Tom would just be losing his fucking mind if I was to tell him this is what happened. I am now in a Nintendo Switch game. I'm now in a game that you can buy on the Nintendo That's Switch. Right. It's called Spider. It's a creator wrestler mod for. <laughs> yeah, I'm already now. I'm already in two. Someone made me in 2K19. Oh, Thank you for that. I mean, I'm in the two. I'm in 2K19. Total Extreme Wrestling. Uh, no WWE. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm sorry to hear that. I'm, I'm in TW as well, which is always yeah. nice. But no, seriously though, you are in. I'm a in video a game. game. I'm in a video game which you can buy for the Nintendo Switch and on Steam. It's called Spectacular Sparky. If you're a massive fan of sort of 2D. 16-bit platformers, as you probably know, Matthew and I are. Um, <laughs> you'll know, you'll know this is our wheelhouse. So, it's if you love those sort of games, you're going to love Spectacular Sparky. It's got a real sort of Sega Mega Drive style feel. Uh, it's a bit shoot 'em up. It's a bit platform. And and I voiced the tutorial character. I uh, my mate yeah. said I'm, I've got this idea. My mate Sam Beddoes is the guy that made it. Big shout out to Sam Beddoes. And he said I've had this idea. This is and this is years ago. Like I recorded. And this is something about how long this, the process takes. I recorded the dialogue for this game before I'd even started working at Cultaholic on the classic Raw review. Like, but the, I, I recorded the dialogue for this game when Nail was from what? That's, oh. When Nail was from what? I was thinking That's because. how long ago I did it. You brought up the game, um, and I thought it was just <clears> because of. The famous Sonic the Comic Illustrator himself. Is mm. it, it's uh, Richard Carroll. Richard Elson. Elson. Sorry, I never mm. got the two mixed up somehow. It's all right. But, and but so I thought you were doing it because of that and Sonic and stuff like that. You actually kept this relatively <clears> quiet. I, I was, I was um, old Sam Beddoes. I did an NDA and all that for him. And, you know, kept it all oh, so you, you shared the clip this morning. I had a look and uh, all, all I can see. For years. Right. All I can see in here. It's just that's a game, and you're just talking over it because mm. I know you so well. It's it's hard for me to go. Yeah, that's Tom. So Sam said, um, Sam Bellis, who made it, said the idea I've got for the for the first level is to have like a tutorial that walks you through, but not in like a like here's the buttons you press. I want to do it in a fun way, and I want to have it as a radio DJ coming out of a radio, a little a little portable radio. And I'd like you to be the radio DJ in there. I thought like, that's amazing. I'm down. I'm, I'll do it. I'll do it. Here's my fees. I'll do it. Hmm. <laughs> We're mates, but also a businessman. Um, and so I did, and it's out. And I couldn't be happier for Sam Beddoes. He is such a talented soul. Like in terms of like like I I always always surround yourself with those people that when you leave their company, like you're you're sad at the time has come to an end, but you're buzzing. And Sam Beddoes is one of those that whenever I, whenever, when I, I met him when I moved to Gloucester and I, and I just, he started following me on Twitter, I think, because I moved, I was working on Heart in Gloucestershire and, 
And I went, oh my God, you're like a video game developer and you're based near me. Can we be friends? Mm. I'm a bit like that. And, uh, and that's what happened. And we became mates. And then we ended up putting this game. Well, I say we ended up putting this game together, the state of me. I did nothing. I did some voices. He did all the graft. And the game is amazing. And I won't labor too much on it, but it's out now. Go buy it. Support my boy. Uh, you'll love the game. It's on Steam and it's on the Nintendo store for Switch as well. So it's good times. I'm, I'm buzzing about that today. I don't know whether you can tell. I'm very proud of you, Paul. Very, thank you. All I did was read some script and then send it across yeah. and then tweaked it a little bit. But yeah. That's all I did. But but I, I know what that means to you because this isn't like you, you, you do an appearance on any other game. It's a game of a type, mm. of a and series, yeah. of a genre, of a time that you're a huge fan of. Yeah, so. it's, it's, that's it. It's, it's a 2D platform shoot them up style thing. It's a game that Tom age 10 would have yeah. just absolutely loved the bones off of. And Tom at 37 does as well. But it, it's that's, that makes it all the more special. And it's a mate who's, mm. who's done good. And I'm just so happy for him. He's been, he said, we've had to keep quiet about the game for so long. Me and all the other people. And I, hey, look, I'm, I'm in it, but then Ego Raptor's in it as well. He plays, a, there's a cameo featuring Ego Raptor. There's a bunch of other cameos in there as well. And really phenomenal voice actors. Uh, and it's just a really fun game. Please go and, and, and buy it. Buy it loads. Buy it several times if you can. Uh, so that's me. How are you, more importantly, well, Matthew Gregg? I'm hope, hopefully that news makes up for the fact that I gave you the wrong cup because this is full of sweeteners. In. <laughs> is it? Oh, no. I thought mine was, I, I, I'm far too polite. Because I drank it going, I thought he said he put sweetness yeah, in Yeah, I know. Because of all the hubbub and all the news and stuff, I'm just drinking this going, this is some sweet. Oh, I see. Do you want to, well, look, do you want me to do a little bit of chatting to the camera? And do you want to no, no, make fine. another one? Are you sure? No, no, I'm just more about you. Like, I'm already having sweetness. Oh, with. no, I'm fine with it, mate. I'm fine oh, with it. Because I had very sweet, I, got, I, I drank a very sweet, non-sweet tea. And now I'm drinking the very sweet coffee that I made for myself. Oh. So, do you know what? It all came up Millhouse. That's good. It's fine. So don't so worry that, about that's all right then. Having, being in the video game that's been in development for years coming out makes up for the fact that I give you the wrong call. I am on, yeah. I'm on, well, you're I'm a good on man, cloud Tom. nine you're than, today. You're a better man than myself. I'm on cloud nine today. It really wouldn't matter. So it's, it's all fine. It's yeah. all fine. So tell me, talk to me about you. Uh, the Men on a Mission video came out and oh. it was nice because the first Bloody time good. in a long time I've done anything that hasn't been what I usually do, basically. As you said, could you mm. get your your um, safety zone, and people seem to like it. And I was very happy about that. Someone immediately went around and changed the Wikipedia page, and it's still being changed without no one at the back. So I'm like, yay. So so for those who don't know, what's the video? Tell oh, them the video. It's, it's on um, the Botchamania YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Mo uh, a lot of people may or may not have heard about the fact that Men on a Mission won the WF Tag titles one time, and one time only. One time. On a tour of the UK. They won them in London, and then lost them in Sheffield two days later. But it's been reported for years by people on various websites and probably other videos that Mabel fell on top of Quebec of Pierre, I believe, and uh, referee counted three simply because he couldn't get Mabel's fat ass off. Oh, those silly fat people always falling on people and crushing them. So they changed about. I'm like, I've never heard anyone say it or go, yeah, that's what happened. All I've heard is people say, no, that didn't. Who's, who said that? So I was like, yeah, where does this come from? Because nowadays you think, someone talking crap years ago, mm. Meltzer, and it's like, no, it wasn't him. So I was like, oh. So it turns out just be something that someone made up, but everyone's like, everyone involved in the match is like, no. Oh. No, that didn't happen. Oh, so wow. I was like, oh, happy to make the video. And part of me was like, oh, happened. And so people watch it. goes, this is well made, well done. Got a few little crap jokes here and there. I was like, yeah. But then it's like, part of me saying if other people see it and then they go, they give their thoughts on it because... <clears throat> 
what could happen? They say, yes, that's right. Well done, nice video. Or they go, no, that's not true. It did happen. Because that's going to cause is the other people to go, who, who said it did happen? Who said, who said it? Garden? Who's patient zero for this made up thing? I'll kill the <laughs> bastards. And then it's just like, ah, oh, so, but right now it's been all right. And um, yeah. But, and you get, happy to do but, it. You, but you go to the source on it. Yeah. You are, and this is, and this, this is how great, this like, 2021, like, people aren't really realizing like how easy it is to speak to the wrestlers. You're, you're a tweet, a cameo, or whatever away mm. from the game. I don't know the answer to this. <laughs> so I don't just ask them. Ask them. What's the worst yeah. can, well, the worst will happen is they'll say no or they won't get back, but there's no harm in reaching out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you went to the source. So, like, PCO's on it, Mo's on it. And, like, I, I like, I love the fact that it is. It is such a such a minutia of of the wrestling history books that you've just zoomed in on like your Google Maps yeah. and gone. Let's really look at this. Because I, I love would feel that. I love that deep dive. It's because there's a long, a bigger scope. And obviously, we go through these things every week. We go through talk about crap to begin with, and then we have a look at what's happening in the Wrestling Observer to up the SmackDown. But there's so many things that all it would have taken is one person who's written something that isn't strictly true, mm. and a generation of reporters. Uh, journalists, writers and stuff, and then obviously later on, uh, YouTubers and stuff like that were taken as gospel. It is fascinating how all it could take is just one thing or someone to write either deliberately or accidentally misunderstanding something, and then that's that. And it's it's fascinating to me, like that, that little um, that uh, butterfly effect almost can, could have people thinking this about you, and this is one person going, that's shite. Yeah. That didn't happen. The idea that... Like one person's recanting or recollection is stored in a vault, and they go, "Well, that was history." It, there is something yeah, suspect. That's about not that. what history is, really. No. It's uh, have you seen Rashomon? Yes, yeah. it's not how I remember. Exactly. It. Yes, it's a uh, one, one story from three different perspectives, and it's a uh, very a very important film appeal. People going, "Yeah, it, it, history is not this thing happened and that was it. It really is." No, my interpretation of it was this. This is this person's interpretation of it. And, uh, and it's always fascinating to me to see that. Yeah. So uh, there's no deep dives currently planned for any of the ti title changes. But I am interested in seeing the Jeff Jarrett, Razor Ramon IC title changes that happened on the house shows, mm. on the ladder matches, allegedly because they're like, oh, no, I better grab this belt. I hope <laughs> no one pushes me off. <laughs> Well, uh, he's he's dead. Uh, oh, I'm the champ. <laughs> <laughs> Those phantom title chains. Yeah, uh, but again, I guess it's purely speculation. It's like you know, like Millie Vanilli when the audio broke and the guys go, "Girl, you know it's girl, you know it." It's like, well, of course, I have to run off stage. I'm going to go do the do the loop for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Millie Vanilli reference in the start. That's nice. Girl, you know it's girl, you know. <laughs> go ahead, Tom. Anyway. Um, off the back of what you said, let's take a look at one person's interpretation of history. I know, right? How funny is this? <laughs> by, by going through because I've already had a look from this week. Right, I've already had a look. I go, no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> so this is genuinely the part where we go through one one man's genius, uh, one man's interpretation of the wrestling yeah. news from this week in the Wrestling Observer. So Matthew's going to talk us through this week's episode of SmackDown. If this is your first time, yeah. Uh, but before we get there, uh, I'm going to take a look at some of the the new noteworthy news items. From this particular week in the bloody rare. Newsworthy so, news items. Newsworthy like news items. Yes. As opposed to non-newsworthy yeah. news items like cat found Which is the rest bin. of the show. <laughs> yes. Um, road dog suspended. Uh, road dog is, is off the road. So this actually happened. Road dog is off the road. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey this, doesn't ha this doesn't happen by accident. It does. Um, <laughs> so this actually happened before the, the taping of last week's Smackdown. <laughs> 
Uh, but Dave is writing about it this week, and he's discovered it this week. Road Dog was sent home on the 19th of December before the Charlotte tapings and has been suspended indefinitely without any further pay other than what he's already earned. There are no plans at this point to bring him back. He showed up in a bad state on the day before, uh, and the match with K-Quick against Lowdown for Metal slash Jacked was said to have been an embarrassment. So there is a match on Metal. Did it, did it reach air? I doubted. Metal's mm. pre-taped, so yeah. if it's embarrassing... Well, hang on, I'll look on Cage Match. Have a look. The, the feeling was... Because he doesn't appear on SmackDown after this. No, this is it now. The feeling was, in the condition he was in, they were putting talent at risk working with him. The issues are said to be far more complex, and the feeling is he has to straighten his life out first before addressing the question of him possibly returning. James has also been through rehab a couple of times by this point. And I'm mm. thinking... I do believe this is the last we see of Road Dog until like the late noughties when he comes back as a as a uh, as a as a as a sort of historical Yeah, he made the rumble appearance. That was it. Yeah. Came back at the rumble like very like late into the decade. So like this is it. That's this will probably be the last time for over a decade that we talk about Road Dog in the context of SmackDown. Obviously, he'll turn up in other places. Um, Apparently, it did air. It did air. They must have cut the hell out of it. It goes three minutes 41. Yeah, it sounds like they would have done. Wow. But this sucks um, It's for... a shame. I, I'm a big fan of what's apparently got up for a few nominations for Best New Podcast, Jeff Jarrett's My World Podcast, mm. and I recommend anybody. But this week, they talked about the 316 promo he did, and obviously, Jarrett's issues with Austin. And when he comes back to Raw... Uh, yeah, yeah, Raw on um, 97, I've been in WCW, comes out and goes, well, you pitted me with, you know, a drug addict and stuff like that, talking about Road Dog and stuff like that. So even in 97, wow. he was considered to be having uh, issues with his, um, what a nice way of saying it is. Um, his demons. There we go, thank you. Uh, but he's quite vocal about it, about how it overcame him. And it says when you're making that much money a month and yeah. you like one thing it's amazing how quickly that money goes if you're into certain stuff and it was like oh and he did look ropey at best in his last few appearances but I thought that was just because he was wrestling in dungarees <laughs> for some reason but, but he was wrestling in dungarees next to uh, Ron Killings to K-Quick yeah. and, and, and this K-Quick must K-Quick and K-Slow this must <laughs> K-Very Slow this must suck for K-Quick at this point. Obviously, we know oh, that our no, no. truth works out fine. He does all right out of this wrestling malarkey. But at this point, like, it's your big break. Uh, you're on SmackDown every week as part of a, a, in a tag team with an established tag team wrestler. Yep. There are plans for you both in the tag division. And then all of a sudden, your tag partner's off the road. And 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 this is unfortunately the case. I had a chat this week with... Um, with AC Romero, formerly of Impact oh. Wrestling. He's on Desert Iron Graps. You can hear it. Uh, it was back on Wednesday. And um, he got COVID back in, I think, May, I think he said. And that was sort of the end of his run with Impact because then by the time he was ready to come back, the Forbidden Door was swinging open. They'd made massive changes to their future plans. And every month they just went, nah, there's nothing for you this month. There's nothing for you this month. So AC had to say, look, if there's never going to be anything for me again, I'd like out of my contract, please. Yeah. Because I'm not just going to sit around and wait to be used. I want to get out there. I've, you know, I've got bills to pay. And um, and so they they let him go from there. But the thing with that is that Larry D, his tag partner, 
he didn't have COVID, but he's stuck on the sidelines as well. Mm. And it's just, it's almost like uh, it's guilt by association, for lack of a better term. Yeah. You know, by association, you're off the road as well. And and I guess that must have been a fear for Kay Quick at this point, that, well, my, my, my tag partner's gone. I was going to be part of the tag division. Now, he will be fine. Though. Yeah, he, he would, but you're right. This was a... Take a while, but he'll be fine. This was, okay, cool. Uh, hmm. He... I'm trying to think how long he lasts next year because he's not at WrestleMania X7. No, but so he def- he's, he's definitely in amongst it as the invasion's getting underway. I seem to See? remember him in the Rumble, and I seem to remember him... Yeah, Rumble, him. I remember. Was he not in the... Was he not on the opening of... Was he not in the pre-match, the pre-show match at WrestleMania X7? It no, was that was... Steve Blackman um, that was and... Lord, too Cool versus... No, it Steve, wasn't. It was Steve Blackman and Grandmaster Sex A yeah. versus... The Radicals. I'm up with the Radicals then. But no, he was... I seem to definitely remember him being part of like a run-in with the invasion with the WCW lads. So at right. least until sort of June time, he was not around. And then he went to TNA and then obviously became a big, much, much bigger deal. But He went and found his voice in TNA once he more. He did, yeah. And I have to see that locked, that uh, jacked slash metal match. Because yeah, it did air mm. apparently. So There's like, a oh, no. There you go. There's a... Yeah, behind the botch. Yeah. What a joy. Uh, also, as well as Road Dog being done with WWF for the time being, the WWF Hotel is no more, Matthew Greg. Oh, no. Wait, the WWF Hotel? Yes. Yeah, so, backstory we talked about this last year on the Classic SmackDown review. Titan Sports won an auction to buy the Debbie Reynolds Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, they paid just over $10 million for the property. And uh, there was, there, I, I've discovered this this morning. So Debbie Reynolds, who previously owned it, was optimistic that she could sell the hotel, but then still perform at the hotel. And then when the WWF bought it, she went, oh, I don't think they're going to want me singing. What? So, Debbie, I'm just a sexy boy. <laughs> I mean, she could have sang. Debbie boy. <laughs> she could have sang Debbie boy to whoever walked in. Uh, so the plan was. In the foyer. <laughs> that'd be Brilliant. You make good use of Debbie Reynolds, you bastards. Um, but you can look on, on YouTube and there are um, there's 3D uh, designs, there's 3D concepts of WWF Hotel. It looks fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's just this, this big metal block in the middle of the desert with the WWF logo scrawled into it. It looks grim. But it, that but, sounds like Vegas. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it fits in with Vegas. It still looks grim. So like, there's there was concept designs. There were plans to make it like a restaurant and obviously a WWF themed hotel, a function area where they could put on the odd wrestling show. And Linda said, Linda, Linda said that they were both up for it. Like they they spent a lot of money on it and they were they had a good feeling about it. But just as time wore on, Vince sort of just cooled on the project a little bit and I think XFL at this point was costing him a lot of money mm. and he just kind of went um I think we'll just we'll, we'll I think we should bin off this hotel idea so they ended up uh, selling it to the Clarion group who ran it as a hotel until 2015 so how much did they sell it for uh they sold it for I don't know but it was definitely less than 10 million I think Oh, I remember that being they sold it for a profit. I swear I remember that being in World of Wrestling magazine. Oh, okay. Well, they may have done, because I know the Clarion Group ran it as a fully functioning hotel for yeah. uh, about 15 years afterwards. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe we'll get that next week mm. or so. But I definitely, we'll in my out. head, rem- very, very distinct remember that. that yeah. Yeah. Well, it didn't work, but we sold it, make, you know, maybe $2 million profit. So. It's now been demolished, and it's now a parking lot. 
<laughs> You'll be excited to hear. Yeah. So we're going to do WrestleMania 9 there so again. So we're going to definitely have WrestleMania 9. <laughs> hey, this, this I didn't know at the time. I'm going to kill my own creation. <laughs> With this wrecking ball. Yeah, just blast Corp in the way through. <laughs> Debbie, uh, no! Debbie's de- de- the end, Debbie, oh. <laughs> you came to me <laughs> in a shitty hotel. <laughs> <laughs> the Debbie's here. Her song's not over. Um, hey, I'll tell you what is over. What's over? Bobby the Brain Heenan. Hey, well, yeah. Yeah. Not many people argue uh, As we're heading into the new year, there is conversation about Bobby Heenan returning to the WWF. Wow. Uh, to do commentary on one of the less high-profile shows, possibly jacked slash metal, possibly even Sunday Night Heat. More than likely jacked slash metal. Yeah. On the, um, also... Uh, at around the same time, Larry Zabisco is getting a tryout for the WWE. Oh, okay. Uh, again, w- interesting one, this, because I didn't know this. Not only was he getting a tryout as a commentator, but there was conversations about him possibly becoming uh, the commissioner of the WWF. In, wow. in, in now that Mick Foley's absent from that role, there was a, ge- a genuine conversation about making commissioner Larry Zabisco in the WWF. I never heard that before. Yeah. I'm not sure that would have worked the same because it's 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 fascinating because Zabisco's entire career <laughs> this day is built on what he did with Bruno mm. in the WWF. I think for a lot of people, it's like, oh yeah, the WWE dude. Yeah, that's his that's like, his uh, that's his history in it. Yeah, so I think that would have been interesting. Heenan on Jack in metal. I mean, look, we all love Heenan; he's the greatest, etc. But he'd he'd clocked off at this point in terms of him commentating for WCW. so But I don't know if him commentating properly for WF would have helped well, he had, him. Do you know what? He was at WrestleMania 17 and oh, so that he one was alive at WrestleMania 17. Yeah, him making little appearances would have been a better idea. Um, no one, but he was... Him, like Shivani, had just like, all right, let's, let's just get through this. This is just... We've all had that job where we're like, all right, look, I don't care yeah. about this company. Let me just do this for the money. And that's what Heenan from and reading his was book, From reading his book, the vibe that he gives off in his book is that... Alcohol. It was <laughs> probably it was a bit of that. At that point. Uh, but but more, than, more than anything, it was just, he just didn't like WCW. It was just like he he had gone in with these great, with, with this with this great hope that he would be heard and his voice was um, was required and was and was one that'd be listened to and he was pitching ideas and they were always sort of yeah whatever Bobby sure and they weren't bothered and eventually he just went you know what I'm just gonna stop yeah I'm just gonna stop and that he just him. literally just comes in does the job and leaves every day and that's a shame to have the the passion uh, for wrestling beaten out of you beaten out of somebody like Bobby the Brain Heenan at that point, yeah. which is why when I think he came back and did WrestleMania X7, as we'll hear next year, yeah. he's just so full of vim and vigor. Sit next to me and Gene. How you doing, Tony? God, that how you doing, Tony? Was just oh, <laughs> beautiful, oh, just beautiful. And I love what I watched that recently. And what I love, and you can tell that like the the I'm love is still there. Time. I know. Yeah. I can't wait because I'll show you the bit I mean. Oh, by the way, to interrupt quickly, I did ask like, hey, RJ City, are you interested in doing a watch along? And he oh went, yeah, and he went. Watch along how? I was like, well, we watch all like pay-per-views. And, uh, and he was, uh-huh. And I went, oh, I literally forgot that you on that show, WWE Watch Along. That's on the network. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, yeah. Where have you been an entire year? I went, sorry, RJ. Oh. Like, Can we just pretend today didn't happen? He went, that's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a very avid fan of that show. 
Carry on, Tom. <laughs> Sorry, RJ City. Put this over. <laughs> there you go. That works. Just me on the bus. But you know what? Like, doesn't mean he can't. No, it literally means he can't. Oh, really? I got the contract. Oh. Fine then. Do what you anyway. This is me helping with the podcast. Sorry, we didn't mean no, no, but we didn't mean RJ City. We meant RJ Singh from the Frontier oh, Wrestling yeah. Alliance that time. Yeah, there we go. Former progress. Di- well, he might do it. Yeah, he might do. It. <laughs> hey, hey, look, anybody that's got like a little affinity with with the rest of my X Seven. Sorry, I've written a contract phone. that says I don't want to do anything with you. Oh, really? What's that with? <laughs> I've, I've just written on a bit of paper I've here. I've written in crayon just now. Yeah. Get fucked. <laughs> but as we'll see when we watch WrestleMania X Seven. You watch Bobby Heenan walking down to the ring, and he's filling up. Like, mm. he's welling up. Like, that is special. Like, he's so happy to be there. Like, he's such a... Like, he, he looks like he looks like Andy DeFrame after crawling through the shit oh. in the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, and I'm, it makes me so happy to see him so happy. Like, for me, that's my last memory of Bobby the Brain Heenan. He would get very unwell, and, and you'd, we'd see heartbreaking pictures of his last few years. But, oh, my God, that's how I want to... That's how I'll always remember Bobby Heenan. My line about... WrestleMania X7. My favorite bit about Heenan in uh, WrestleMania X7 is when he's uh, in his... I think it's an autobiography. Someone mentioned it online. He says that someone bumped into him on the weekend of WrestleMania. Went, oh, Bobby Heenan, you here for WrestleMania? He goes, no, I'm here to see the Cardinals play. Of course I'm here to see fucking WrestleMania. <laughs> Stop asking wrestlers obvious questions. Thank you. Uh, uh, pro wrestling Noah news. <laughs> never not be funny. The they've, they've had their biggest show. Like, they landmark show in The Great Voyage. Uh, which great was voyage. the Great Voyage. I like how you say that. The Great Voyage. 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 Uh, which features a, a match that many believe puts Noah on the map. We're talking about uh, Jun Akiyama versus Kenta Kobashi, which goes 35 minutes and 58 seconds. Four and a quarter stars from big boy Dave Meltzer. Uh, and everyone just says, like, this is this is the night. After Even though it's been around for a while now, this is the night that Noah arrives, really. Do you have any recollection of... Akiyama versus Kabashi. Not the specific match. I'm not that much of a Noah historian, but I loved Akiyama. Mm. Never saw him. Um, so yeah, no doubt. But again, just the new story. We'll probably talk about it in way more detail, but like, and we have done over the past few months, but just the, the craziness. Uh, yeah, we're all leaving. Yeah. Uh, we're taking all the top stars. I think there was four people remaining. Uh, bye. We don't like you. It's just it's, so long, it's, farewell, Mrs. Barber, and it, it, it is crazy. But then it's like, yeah, and it's still around to this day. It's still kicking ass, which is like it, it's it's done so differently over there. It's unbelievable. And, and I can't imagine a, a situation since then where all the top stars have gone. Yeah, we're leaving this place and going somewhere else. Yeah, I can't think anywhere else like that. Also, we know a billionaire, mate. <laughs> Rob Van Dam wants to work in all Japan. Well, here there's a few vacancies open, so. <laughs> Uh, he's meant to be appearing at the Tokyo Dome show on the 28th of January. Um, Good God, they still have a Tokyo Dome show? Yeah, back in January, all Japan did. Okay. So that's a apparently a thing. Um, I guess they were... But it's not going to be a permanent thing for Van Damme knocking around yeah. in all Japan. You're going to double check that I must have... Oh, no, I know that he wasn't um, there for the uh, wasn't there for the January show. Because he the was general... there for the... Um, it was there post ECW, yeah. Because the, the general consensus is he's going to start to have to make a decision between like WCW or WWF soon, because his EC, ECW uh, well. is, is is. Don't worry, that that, that choice will be made on. for him. Oh, it certainly will. WWF or WCW? Yes, 
is the oh, answer. Oh, I see. Sorry, the January show was the Giant Barber Memorial Show. Oh, okay, that probably, yeah. that probably drew then, but... There you go, there you go. And that's Stan Hansen's retirement. Okay, yeah. I'm thinking that would have been the only way we would have drawn anything at that point. It, there wasn't many people doing those massive shows during this mm. period. Wasn't a lot of that. The boom period had long, long gone this point so yeah. t- regular Tokyo Dome show was just like what so bring you guys insane for- and I was still 30,000 which is obviously good but again it's a Baba Memorial show so it's gonna bring the oh numbers. yeah actually you know what 30,000 is is dis- disappointing as hell like I said it, the boom period was gone all these all these days of ah oh, let's just do a big show it'd be great be fa- oh, oh that's gone now is it Yes. You can't just do a big show anymore. No. <laughs> so even with the Jambal Memorial and Sun Hansen retiring, they only do 30,000, which is... <clears throat> anyway, again, we're going to talk about the UPW putting on a pay-per-view at the Santa Ana California Galaxy Theatre. Now, this sounds like a bit of non-news, um, but Dave Meltzer attends this one, or at least somebody from his team attends this one, and uh, says, out of everybody on the show, one person stands out... Uh, a young man with a, with a lot of promise called Prototype. El Dandy. Called El Dandy. Sorry. Is El, how do you, you, you deny El Dandy? Uh, prototype, brackets, John Cena. <clears throat> uh, he's got an exceptional physique and look. He actually has superstar charisma and good athletic ability, but he's not ready in the ring. Hopefully, he won't be rushed to the big time because if he's brought up too soon, people will see him before he's ready. And he'll get a rep as a worker that he'll have to overcome. But he's got something that most six foot five muscle guys don't have and something a lot of guys who, by the looks of it, think you think should have it. That's right. A dad who's also a promoter. <laughs> and this is, and, and I like stuff like this, right? And and, this, and I, I don't know whether my brain only just zooms in on the minutiae stuff like this. Like, I love the fact that this is in the in December, in the year of our Lord 2000, and it's John Cena being pointed out. But but the idea of John Cena is so, is so in the distance right now, Dave Meltzer spelt his name wrong. Dave Meltzer spelt it S-E-N-A. And I just find the idea of somebody spelling John Cena wrong now to be hilarious. But again, he wasn't—he wasn't a thing at this point. And he just went, I "Tell you what, that guy on that UPW pay-per-view is quite good. Prototype John Cena or Senna or whatever. Mm. I just like that. John Cena. It's got the F1 gimmick. <laughs> um, little screen news for WCW: uh, their Channel Five deal has ended. Oh, Bravo times are coming. I remember by the time the Bravo news came out. So, yeah, this is the very arse end of December. So it would have been the January issue of World of Wrestling magazine, which I think was their last one at China on the front cover. These lovely photos. Whoever's taking the photos of WWE at this time, they, doing, they look stunning. Mm. I don't know if you remember them, but like, they looked really, beautiful, really high quality. Beautiful, like, But then it's like guys like Chuck Palumbo like, come off the middle rope, and I'm like, that looks amazing. Mm. You know? And it was like, Bravo has Nitro and Thunder, blah, 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 the new home. And you're like, wow. And yeah, what, so two months, three months of that? Yeah, not a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, and in big screen WCW news, kind of, sort of WCW news, uh, Randy Savage is off to appear in the Spider-Man movie. He'll be shooting this month, or so next month in mid-January, scenes featuring a cage match as he will play the villain, Saw Bones McGraw. Obviously, Bones no, Saw McGraw. Is he put saw bones? Saw bones McGraw, and he spelled John Cena. Oh, saw bones! It's like okay, I can see what he's going for. I like the idea of a wrestler called Saw Bones. Oh God! Oh, oh, I can't wrestle today. Oh, oh, it's just all my clavicles hurting. Me and my me and my tag partner Arthur Righteous. I'm working stiff tonight. 
and every other night until I perish. <laughs> the only tag team sponsored by Radox. <laughs> Sore bones and arthritis. E, if I fell in a bath of bath salts, I'd dissolve. <laughs> Sawbones McGraw is the sort of wrestler that every time they get off the couch, they go, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> bones uh, McGraw. Well yeah. done, Dave. Right. And uh, an amazing, amazing role for Savage, who continues to get even bigger. <laughs> he's just massive. The older we go into the 2000s. He's, and, just, uh, he's got sawbones. <laughs> Apparently the stories were, and I can't remember how much of this was BS just to get hype around the film or not, but apparently Savage was just cutting promos and everybody, like, in character. I can believe it from Savage. He, he, like, you know, you never speak ill of the dead. He was fucking radio rental. I can can believe it. I can believe it. I've got to end on this one before we go to the SmackDown. There's a lot of news this week, so apologies for that. Um, It's all good. Davey Boy Smith. Oh, God. (laughs) And on a high note. <laughs> they on a high. British Bulldog, uh, having had charges dropped uh, on the 7th of December for alleged death threats against Ellie Hart Neidhart and soon-to-be ex-wife Dinah Hart-Smith, faced yet another hearing on the 22nd of December for allegedly making threats towards Bruce Hart. Well, he's only human. <laughs> Bulldog and Bruce. Oh, God. Um, in the Canadian press, Bulldog is quoted as saying, I was involved in that Hart family for 20 years. I'm sad to say it was the worst 20 years I ever had. <laughs> it, claiming that it was a family filled with jealousy. I mean, everyone says the same. Brett's Brett's autobiography, in between every wrestler (laughs) crying crying their eyes out in front of him after having the best match ever with him, he is like, oh, this freaking family. (laughs) I get it. Imagine Christmas at the hearts. Jesus. I I mean, I'd love Bret Hart offers a rebuttal. Oh, does he? Go on, hit me with your best Calgary shot. Certainly says, I don't know why. I don't know why. When I saw this, it tickled me. When I read it now, it still tickles me. I think it's because it's Bulldog. Brett says, if it wasn't for my family and the opportunities my father gave him, Davy would still be working in the Wigan mines. <laughs> 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 John, the mines. John, oh. I want bulldog down the mines. You pit pony. <laughs> He's a pit pony. <laughs> but I went down one day, fed him some carrots, and said, "You want to wrestle?" <laughs> My dad wants to stretch you. <laughs> if it wasn't for my family, Davey would still be working in, oh, working down the canary, Wigan mines. His canaries passed out, so he goes, everyone, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you, look. look. <laughs> Brett, oh, is, Brett is, believe it or not, positive about a lot of wrestlers that he like enjoy working with. No, no, no. We, but when, no, we, he's, we when he doesn't like this. him, when he doesn't like him, 
Oh, God, we talked funny. about this. We talked about what Brett does with everybody. Yeah, yeah, I really like him. I love him. They're a piece of shit, though. He covers all the bases with every review of every wrestler. Yeah, I like him. Still He's a piece be, of shit. Still be working. Okay, that's He's still working. That's a new highlight. Oh, well done. So, so thanks oh. to so so Brett says Davy would still be down the mines, and Bulldog says it's the worst twenty years I had what? been in the half family. It's hard to know who's got the better insult. The worst twenty years of your life. The like. worst twenty years I've ever had. Of all the 20 years I've had, this was this was some of them. I'm devastated there, oh. wasn't, there wasn't a comment by Bruce. Devastated there wasn't a comment by dude, Bruce. Dude, the podcast would be three hours long if I had to be Bruce's rebuttal. Oh, God. Oh, oh. God, down the mine. Uh, all right, Amazing. That's, those, are the, those are the notes for this I'm week. I'm glad that we built this up because it's not oh. a great episode. It's really know not. We'll probably fly through the episode at this point, but yeah. it's been a... It's been so. a it's been <laughs> down the mine. And the Wigan mine. God, here we go. Stay for the kickoff show. So, uh, leave right. when the main one kicks off. So, Matthew on. Gregg is now going to talk oh. us through this week's episode of SmackDown. It's a festive episode of SmackDown, except it's not very festive at all. Yeah. Uh, you, I did ask you on Twitter to get in touch with uh, a Christmassy question, which, when we get to the Christmas lugs advert, oh. read out some of your answers. Wonderful. I can't wait Wonder for that. Wonderful. <laughs> Until then, earlier today... JR asks why Stephanie invited him to this room <laughs> with Steph alone. I like and this I bit. And I put, we've all seen these videos, JR. <laughs> you know how they start, and you definitely know how they end. <laughs> Steph says she wants JR to voice her wishes to the WF crowd because she knows he has a big mouth so he can help send this message. And she's going to deal with Jericho and his name-calling ways tonight by putting him in a handicap match against the tag champs Edge and Christian. Oh, and Kurt Angle can defend the WF title against uh, Bubba Dudley. <laughs> oh, and The Rock and Undertaker, collectively known as The Rockertakers, <laughs> uh, can take on Rikishi in another handicap match. Stephanie says, it's about me, and says her name a bunch of times, and talks and talks and talks and belittles JR, and oh God, it's like modern WWE. Cue the intro and cut her off. Witty wee, witty woo. What I like about like that bit. So the show starts with Steph strutting back and forth in the room in front of JR, like staring at him as she's doing it. And this goes on for about 10 seconds before JR goes, what do you want? <laughs> and I love the idea that that was longer, that Jim Ross was stood there as Steph was walking back and forth. So he went, the fuck do you want? Why did you call me in? Yeah. It's just, it's a bit of telly nonsense that it is. Just, just warmed my soul. And it's funny when it's like, <laughs> I need you and your big mouth and you're stupid. So Jim Ross has to act and he's just like, let's just put his head down a bit because right? it's like, what else can you do? So it's like, all right. And it carries on for another 10 minutes and Jim Ross was like, well, I've already used up my one acting bit. Uh, <laughs> just looks bored after that. Anyway, we are in Nashville, Tennessee, so expect a load of music references from Lauder, who laughs maniacally at Jericho's predicament as the handicap match starts the show. Jericho promises his new new, uh, new Year's resolution is to not call Stephanie names again. But it's not quite New Year yet, and I'm already screwed in this handicap match, so Stephanie is the most filthy, dirty, disgusting, brutal, bottom-feeding, 
ho, 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 like Santa. Sorry, PTC, you did nothing wrong. Cut to the crowd when Jericho says ho. Sorry, sorry. Fuck Ireland. Sorry. <laughs> they get round the fact that they can't refer to her as a ho yeah. by just referring Having the crowd to her as a, do it. As, a, as the crowd is saying here, it's like how Daniel Bryan says, I'm not doing the yes chant anymore, but the crowd will but do you it can anyway. Do it. You can yeah. do it. I just can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Edge and Christian are part of this little stable of Angle, Steph, and Vince. So, of course, they're doing the ho's dirty work. It's ho, ho, ho's dirty The ho, ho, ho's dirty work. Sorry. Don't want to fucking offend anyone. It's tag rules, so Jericho manages a lion salt on edge, but Christian breaks it up. Christian gets balanced out the apron, so Jericho gets the walls. So Steph runs out to distract while Christian lands the unprettier. And for the win, I put they needed help beating Jericho in a handicap match. Christian gives him another unprettier. As Stephanie yells at him because we're watching Steph down. <laughs> edge and Christian big up Stephanie and how great she is. And I put take a shot every time Stephanie shows up from now on. It's just a, it's it's a very non-match, isn't it? Yeah, and again, it's weird. All right, you're in a handicap match as a tag champions. This should be a demolition. Mm. It should be a new day. It should be other WWE tag team names, but it's not. It's it's wow. Jericho nearly won. Thank God Steffi was here. Thank God Steph was here to save the tag team champions yeah. from winning a tag team style match. Mm. Um, Jericho's new hockey sweater yeah top. for a bit that's new um timing of this is good because on the 7th of january he is skating in a celebrity hockey game at madison square garden I, he definitely talks <coughs> about that in his book yeah to say who the celebrities are no uh we'll maybe find one, out. one of the gretzky's was there i think steven gretzky <laughs> yeah the other one <laughs> <laughs> the lesser known brother who's an accountant el hijo del gretzky el hijo del gretzky <laughs> Benoit is here as we're going into matches hard this week. Yeah. Chris gives uh, Chris gave lead to the crossface on Raw because Malenko has all the heat of Cool Cool Mountain and Super Mario 64. <laughs> Matt Hardy is challenging him for the IC title, but it's all about revenge after he attacked Benoit backstage on Raw for what he did to leader. Wow, wow. Matt looks like a proper singles wrestler against Benoit, which is impressive considering the time frame, which he was not. A no, he looks great here. And of course, Benoit batters him. Also, breaking news, Triple H is still in a tractor. <laughs> I don't know why that caught me off guard. <laughs> I just got this image of Triple H sat in a tractor looking grumpy. John? Oh. <laughs> I think I'm in one of those moods today. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Oh, you'll ruin the podcast. <laughs> Sat there with his arms yeah. crossed like a soaking baby. It's outside baby. the arena. They're like, well, <laughs> don't want to be in the tractor anymore. <laughs> it's rubbish in here. Lawless says the only good thing about that injury is that it got fully fired. ha 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 ha. He's so engrossed, he does unwrapping jokes about his presence, turkey, and the cat's panties. Oh, uh, well, don't worry, Lola, it won't be an issue for you soon. Benoit looks to finish with Air Canada, but Matt moves. A running DDT gets two, but a second rope leg drop doesn't get the pin due to a rope break. Matt Hardy sets up the twist of fate, but Benoit counters the crossface beautifully. It really is, mm. ah, as he goes, the arm's there, and he takes him down. That was a lovely moment. Matt makes the ropes... It's very surprising, considering how over that finisher is. So Benoit unwraps the turnbuckle pads, like the cat's panties, 
and a schoolboy gets two. Very close. Then Matt tries a tornado DDT, and that gets turned into a crossface. Jesus, what a good counter. Benoit's not had tough Benoit matches these past few weeks, but this rocked. This was great. This was probably the, you know, spoilers, probably one of the best matches of the night. Mm. Like, And it was just, I like the, the, that sort of tenacious side of Chris Benoit that we see, like that, that dog-eared sort of tenacity of like, I'm just, I'm going to get the crossface on you. I'm going to yeah. keep going until I do. And then the finish where he was coming off the top rope with the tornado DDC that he turned into a crossface, I thought was gorgeous. Mm. Really like that. Um, he's just come back from a, from a collarbone injury as Matt Hardy. Oh. The Hardys are a bit banged up, except weirdly, except Jeff at the moment. Lita uh, has a bulging disc in her lower back. Uh, she was attacked by Benoit on Raw as a way to sort of facilitate her not being in competition for the next few weeks to let it rest, essentially. Um, so we'll probably see a bit more single stuff with Matt and Jeff. Jeff's in a match later on. And that's another good match. But this is great. Yeah. This is great. Really good. Yeah, sign of things to come. Mm. Uh, Undertaker, dressed like your dad, enters the <laughs> arena. Coach asks, how do you feel about the handicap match tonight? He spits tobacco and says, paybacks are censored. Why do you say it like that? <laughs> I don't get the Undertaker. From the Observer, uh, last week on SmackDown, Undertaker had a bad stomach virus, but still worked the match where he dropped the tag titles to Edge and Christian. I wanted to add that in because that basically means <laughs> that at any point during that match last week, Undertaker, Robert, Edge and Christian, Undertaker could have shot himself. <laughs> the, the, the risk and the reward... <laughs> In wrestling, Undertaker could have shot himself last week. In my day, we didn't play Nintendo Switch or Sparky Boy. <laughs> Went in the ring and shit everywhere. Do <laughs> you know what? That is, do you know what? That's that's the bit. As somebody who with a history of IBS, that's the thing I think about wrestling that terrifies me the most. Is is like. The, the what happens if you, if you if your stomach's not well you're you're out there there's not what you can do i remember years ago having to do a spot as a manager mm. and having a bad stomach for the week running up to it yeah. and the sheer fear of like what if for those 20 minutes i'm out there and i just have to go to the toilet i can't that terrified me. Mm. I, I I took. I think I took so many tablets before the show. I think I made myself sick. L like a proper wrestler. Yeah, I, but yeah, they're like, oh, look at him. <laughs> they empty my bag. What's what's in the bag? Oh, Seneca, mate. <laughs> I'm ODing on Seneca. <laughs> For pills, so I can eat cheese. <laughs> it's. You know, like, this is it, right? I love cheese, but you know your body's fucked. When, if you're ordering pizza or having ice cream, I go, I've got to take a tablet before I have it. Because yeah. <laughs> the option is to either look after my body and not have it, or go, I'm going to take something that allows my body to weather the storm better. <laughs> it's great, though, think about what it, like, you know, the ancient Romans were like. Happy Saturday oh. morning, by the way. <laughs> no. Sorry, carry on. The ancient, ancient Romans, like Julius Caesar was like, oh, those would like a margarita, but oof. <laughs> those vomitrons the day afterwards. Oh, my. <laughs> Marron. Get, get the hour Seneca. It's like, yeah. But luckily, in your decades, decades, yeah, well, but the they a lot of grapes. hundreds of years later, don't worry, we'll develop Seneca. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but Caesar and that ate a lot of grapes, didn't they? They, they ate better than we did. Like we eat all, grapes. We, we, have, we no, have those still. No, but Tom. no one eats grapes though, do they? We all eat yeah. freaking dairy milk. <laughs> like we, we don't like the, the Romans, like 
Welcome to the Coltonic Classic Romans review. The Romans used to eat better than we did. They would eat less carbs. They'd eat a lot of meat that was cooked well and clean. And they'd eat a lot of fruit. <laughs> and they got to war every so often. But they, they didn't have a Palmos either. So they, exactly. Out. No one, like, Romans, the, and they said army marches on his stomach. You try marching your army yeah. on fucking deep-fried chicken parmesan. I don't think that's yeah. happening. Army, the army sleeps on his stomach. <laughs> And they spent all day in a bathhouse. Yeah. They had a lovely time. Or was that thing that they I'd found? Love to be a Roman. Like they, oh, I forgot how they figured it out exactly. I always remember like key bits, but not exactly the, how we got there when it comes to stories. <laughs> they found the ruins of someone from a uh, from thousands of years ago, and they figured out how. No, that was it. Was footprints that were left behind, and they figure oh, okay. out like at the speed they were going. It was like, holy Christ! Some of these people were capable of running like thirty miles an hour. Or something ridiculous. It's like, yeah, back then they probably did with a lack of cars and, uh-oh, we have to, yeah. we have to kill that buffalo or whatever animal <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was like looking like running around at the speed of sound. <laughs> got places to go, got to follow the rainbow. Exactly. So they, now it's like, uh, yeah, we can't do that anymore because no. of, you know, cars. Because <laughs> they weren't eating a deep dish pizza and 17 pints of lager the night before. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they could run so fast. Is that bad? Like if it were like a defrosted, a defrosted Roman... Uh, early man just is, is, finds himself here. It's like I could beat all of up. Oh, that would be dead. It's like we can't catch him. He keeps. He took. He just, but do you think? But do anyway. you think a Roman would be um, would be tempted and swayed by the vices of modern day very quickly? I hope like, so. so. For example, if you brought back a Roman and they're like, hi, you know, they eat better. Like but, then you, but yeah, that's. But then you take them into Tesco mm. and they're like, I can have any of this. So mm. yeah, as much as you like, go for it. Fill your boots. Like they're taking like the, the Give them a Caesar salad. This hey, a me salad. Um, a my period salad. Um a bisonite salad, you say. Oh. Um, um they um but yeah, they would they be tempted by the vices of today and therefore just become slovenly? Yeah. I think they would. I'd hope so. I'd hope so. They too. like their, I feel better. They like their things. They they were there. They they lived decadently. Show, show him a copy of Asterix and he's like, ah, <laughs> ah man, my glory days. They lived decadently, but their decadence is very different to our decadence. Yeah. You know, I was like better. okay, they were eating a lot of grapes and, and they were eating a lot of food and wine at points, but they were they weren't getting a Deliveroo to drop it off. No. Well, maybe they were. I don't know. This isn't a history podcast. Yeah. Anyway, Shut re- up. anyway, anyway, wrestling. No, it's all about the Romans. <laughs> Here's China in a neck brace. Oh, God, yeah, you sure are. <laughs> crying because she can't wrestle anymore and she hates the RTC for taking that away from her. Everyone, for the commentators to the Jim Ross, the com- uh, not commentating, interviewing her, treats it like it's super serious and disturbing, but her acting towards the end makes her sound like Stan Laurel. So we cut to Ivory and Venus <laughs> reenacting it. Venus has a cowboy hat and explains she deserves it for appearing in Playboy getting nude, and also third rock from the sun. I liked how that was included as a sin. <laughs> Oof. I mean, the reviews weren't kind. It wasn't that bad. I quite like third rock from yeah. the sun. I I regrets- done my imp- I've done my impression of third rock from the sun, haven't I? Basically, every, ep- every episode of third rock from the sun is just John Lithgow going, I can't believe that we're all aliens. Thank you. That's third rock from the sun. I can't believe that we're all aliens. Thank you, Dick. <laughs> Ivy regrets being nude and My name cries. Is Dick, Did you get it? Funny. <laughs> and cries, and there's no punchline because they're rotten human beings 
And then Cole and Lawler explain how they're evil, mind-bending people who shouldn't tell people how to be so. And this can't be funny because agenda. What a waste of time this was. Uh, well, I, okay, this is my, I said, right, my notes on this are... So they said that Jim Ross apparently sat down with China on Christmas morning. Happy fucking Christmas! <laughs> They said they Surprise. they said Jim Ross to say do you know what that'd be very WWF to say to Jim Ross Happy Christmas mate Can you record a VT with yeah. China on Christmas Day China I got, you, I got your true guys. grit on VHS <laughs> That's why she cried um, I thought the Val Venus and Ivory thing was 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 very close to being fun and I think in 2021 it would have turned them baby face. <laughs> Well I mean because it, it was just them heel taking a piss out of China It was a heel segment by heels but it was like all right. Mm. Just didn't really go anywhere to so me much conclusion of, of other than Cole and Lawler going, well, I'd remind you that uh, people who tell you what to think or what to do and the fact that we have a sense of words like bitch and hoe in our program intended yeah. for kids are bad people. It like, seemed out of, uh, out of place for RTC to be doing lamb. Yeah, RTC shouldn't be doing like... like mm. But again, Third Rock from the Sun being listed as a sin was funny. China's book is out on the 29th of January, which oh, suggests that, that, that a big push is coming for China. That's not out. It, it was released. <laughs> it was released. It escaped. It escaped. Oh, that was it. I messed it up. Sorry. It wasn't out. It was released. It wasn't released. Weapon, it escaped. There weapons we aren't only, le- aren't only uh, allowed. They're legal. <laughs> that's the one with a lot of typos. Uh, it's been a while since I've read it, but it was already in bargain bins. Oh, my mum bought it for me and I was just oh. like I just no it's fine it's awful I remember one ch- I remember one chapter started with my tit hurts and I felt at that point it felt like Carl Pilkington's diary <laughs> <laughs> sorry China Kurt Angler's backstage watching Eric Angle oh also cut. Ivory with long oh. black hair looks like Jennifer Saunders that was the only other thing that <laughs> I <didn't laughs> down there. okay that's good <laughs> sorry carry on Kurt is backstage watching Eric Angle getting powerbombed to a table by the Dudleys on Raw. He didn't deserve that, he says. He just wanted Christmas. Kurt vows revenge on Bubba. And in another hallway, Devon hypes Bubba up. Come on, Bubba. Let's go, Bubba. Which I thought was really nice. Spoiler for my what did you remember, right? All right. I can't tell you how much, like, 16-year-old Tom was buzzing for Bubba Ray Dudley getting a WWF championship yeah. match. Oh my God. The uh, could could the impossible dream right. be about to happen? I miss being having my disbelief suspended so much. Yeah. I genuinely do. And I I was buzzing about that. Yeah. Champ Kurt heads the ring. You may have rose to prominence putting people through tables, but I rose up winning gold medals. I hope you're satisfied, mister. <laughs> Bubba knocks him off the apron immediately, and Kurt takes a lovely bump off it to make Bubba look good. What a star. Kurt pounds Bubba down, but Bubba's hard chops are loud. Steph is shown watching. Take a shot. Bubba misses a moonsault. What? No. Kurt misses a moonsault on Bubba. Good for Bubba in his arm. <laughs> he gets a two count from a punch. This is Bubba on Kurt. And I put, wow. It's very impressive to see. Angle suplexes Bubba and then goes for the world title to bounce off Bubba. But Bubba gets a slam. And this is the SmackDown debut, I do believe, of the 2.99999 count from Kurt Angle oh. as the crowd gets mad Absolutely as they Kurt didn't kick out. bite down on it. Yeah. bite down on it. One, two, three. Oh, crap. No, no, no. That was three. That was three. Was like, was Absolutely nail-biting. Absolutely nail-biting. Bubba Bubba's up, leaving Kurt to hit him low and roll him up to retain. Really hot match, considering Bubba had as much chance as winning the title as I did. Mm. Bubba continues to beat down Kurt, so E&C run down. Devon cleans house, and then they land that, what's up, before setting up the table. 
Sorry for them. Ian C distracts so Kirk can recover and land the Olympic slam through the table to end the segment. That was white hot. So good. This is the thing. <clears throat> Kurt Angle is remembered as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. His career is not tainted nor harmed by, at this point, having a competitive WWF title match against a mid-card tag team wrestler. No, no harm is done. This is Kurt Angle's version of Triple H versus Taka. Yes, yes, that's a great shout. That plucky under, that plucky underdog Taka Michinoku. There's no way he's... Wi- one, two, oh my God. Is it? Oh, they got us. Do you know they what? I'm, I'm reminded of that match now. And it was, it was Triple H and Taka. I'm going to watch it tonight. It was Triple H and Taka. And then the APA came out. Yeah. Because Taka had paid off the APA. Yeah. And my brain was like. It's that crossbody off the holy top. Holy. Like, yes. Cross- wait. Is that, that the gradual stand up? People stand up at the same time. I think it really adds to it. People going, wait, no, really? And it's like, oh. I just, I, and, and I, you know what? I'm, I'm so happy to have the job I have now. But there's such a big part of my soul. And you never, you know, the times have changed, I think, in the way that we consume it. The times have changed. But I miss being that, having my disbelief suspended that much mm. to, know, to, to, to be like out of my seat on a Bubba Ray near fall on Kurt Angle for the WWF title. And to be out of my seat at the thought of Takamichinoku, a, you know, plucky underdog. He'd had, what, three months under his career at that point? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I think he was like an NXT guy. Um, <laughs> he's named after the promotion. Um, <laughs> if you missed this last week, go back and listen. But I, but well, I missed that. A few years later, we were called Taka Noah. <laughs> that's what they'd say when they asked. When he asked if he can have another title match. Go on, Tom. <laughs> Get out your Taka system. Noah. <laughs> All right, we'll call it Noah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Triple H's phone rings. Know. Triple H's phone rings. Oh, we're still doing it. <laughs> Hello? Hi, yeah, Triple H. It's, um, it's, it's, it's Mike from Logistics. Mike. That's what you all do. You've done this bit, you done this t- bit more times than Monty Python had done the Mike, dead parrot sketch. Mike, Mike is the Mike guy. Mike Powell name. from Logistics. Mike Powell. <laughs> Don't look at me. Mike Powell from Logistics. Uh-huh. Logistics. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, um, we're just... We're, <laughs> I don't know why this has come down to Logistics. But it has. Let's go with it. Um, uh, we're wondering if you want to buy a wrestling promotion based in Japan. You want to know if I want to buy a wrestling promotion based in Japan? Yeah, yeah, just we're wondering because, you know, we've got the checkbook out. <laughs> we've bought some flights. Do you want to buy a wrestling promotion in Japan? No. Uh, all right, we'll do it. <laughs> it's like hearing Motorhead play Ace of Spades <laughs> the first time, long. isn't it? Do you know what, right? It's going to keep getting longer. Mike Powell from Logistics. When we do that bit live in Dallas, it's going to get the biggest pop of the night. When we'll we do them. that live, when I go right, phone rings, it's it's going to be like Ace of Spades. It's going to be like when Moe does Ace of Spades. Because yeah, everyone's going to pop. Did it get a good heat? The crowd, there was stunned <laughs> silence. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd are going to get a good heat. When, we, when I go, hey, the phone rang. And the crowd are going to cheer. Like, they know what song. It's the first... They're going to cheer because they're like, oh, I've got out of the way. It's... No, no, no. They're going to... What they're going to do is it's going to be like... Where's Puppet Jack? 
Or the heckles. It's going to be like when Alton... Where's Botley? <laughs> Don't cheer for Botley. It's going to be like an Alton John gig when he goes, it's a little bit funny. And everyone goes, oh, he's doing your song. And they all just mosh. Yes. It's going to be like... Don't look at me. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Be like I'm wrong. Stop it. When Mike Powell, Mike Powell of Logistics, <laughs> Mike Powell WWF Logistics. Hi, Mike Powell Logistics. Sorry, I can't hear you right now. I'm in, I'm in traction. Can you speak up? <laughs> I'm in a tractor. The Rock arrives, Serena. <laughs> and while that's happening, oh, it's time for more Steph. Take oh. a shot. She says she's changed her mind. And Lawler says, women are famous for that. Oh, just you wait, mate. Uh, Steph deserves respect. Her dad is Vince, et cetera, et cetera. Matt Hardy, Bubba at The Rock, they're all getting what they deserve. Glass smash. And it's time for Disturbs theme. Yay! Yay! So-called heads on down. Austin ain't here to raise hell, but he will raise hell. Okay. Until he gets his WF title shot against Angle. And then he'll raise hell, drink beer, raise hell, drink beer. Austin, Austin, Austin. Sums up five minutes there. Crowd chants slut, which isn't very nice <laughs> to Steve. <Austin. laughs> Steve doesn't think he deserves a title shot. 
What? Steph doesn't think Steve Austin. Steve doesn't think he did. Steve, Pronouns, Steve, pal. Steve having an Steph. existential crisis. I don't think I deserve a title shot. Ah, oh, Steve Austin, the self-esteem issue storyline. Yeah. Austin asks the crowd if he deserves one. They think so, so he changes his mind. We think so. Yeah, that's what they say. He drinks a few beers. Steph looks disgusted. Hey, says Austin, just because I hate your dad and your family and you won't give me a shot doesn't mean we can't drink together. Cheers. They smash cans and all the buzz from the beer, beer fuzz goes all hour. She looks disgusted. Austin asks if she likes wasting good beer. She says no. Hell, me neither, but I'll do it before tipping a whole can over her. <laughs> Before going, oh, hell yeah, and leaving. Wait a minute. So Steph insulted the whole roster, and then someone did something to her. That's nuts. I know, right? Imagine a McMahon getting their comeuppance. That's just ridiculous. What weird booking that is. Twice now, bless her, somebody's got their, their knickers in a twist because they can't get a title shot, and Steph's been the one that takes the <laughs> takes yeah. the brunt of it. Wait, I haven't finished Bulldog after doing a, <laughs> a shift in the wig and mines. It's <laughs> covered in cold... <laughs> His new gimmick is coal dust. dust. Oh no. You will never forget the name of Coal Dust. He does the breathing like Coal Dust, but it's just him being knackered. <laughs> it's just the look. You'll never forget how thou name of <gasps> Coal Dust. Coal <laughs> Dust. He's there singing his theme. <laughs> <laughs> What? Davey Boy Smith, what are you doing here? Where's mine title shot? <laughs> Bin. Not a mine cart, like in Donkey Kong Country. Where's mine cart? He comes down to the ring in a mine cart with like a, a, a helmet and a light on. Like he's about to go spelunk. Yeah, the lights are out like it's going to take his entrance, but he's got the pith helmet. So that's... He's got a pith helmet on. We'll all go together when we go. We walk proudly and we walk on. It's a long way to Tipperary. <laughs> it's a long way. <laughs> the ground is empty and cold as hell, but we'll all get a title shot when we go. <laughs> Down the fucking Wigan mine. Spread art has changed the shape of this podcast. Yeah. Possibly forever. So yeah, there was where's my title shot? He goes, You don't work here. Down, you're down the mines, mate. Brett said so. Brett said, now you're not the family, you're back down the mines. <laughs> I wonder whether he turned up and went, I've come from your old job back. <laughs> it's all gone wrong. <laughs> the mines have been shut for years. <laughs> Dave. Yeah, what Can mine? Can just go in anyway? The Wigan Mines in the arse end of 2000. Those famous Wigan Mines. He's just taking a hole in his back garden. <laughs> the Wigan Mines are just import barbecue briquettes into the ground. Can't believe a, can't believe a dog would bury a Bury a, <laughs> bury a mine. Up. Bury a mine. Dig, boys, <laughs> dig for the gold. Your Be friend. mine, boys, mine. <laughs> Dig, dig, dig it. No, dog. Dog, dog dig, dog. Doggity, dog. Hey, This episode of Steph Down brought to you by WF Shop Zone, the PlayStation 2. That's right, the entire console. 
and <laughs> Chef, 16 quid for one Canon Amazon Boyardee. We were out last Friday after we recorded the SmackDown review. Maff and I and my good lady, we all went for a Chinese in Chinatown in Newcastle. Yeah, a major. That was it. It was beautiful. We had a lovely time. And um, it was just something funny about the fact that during this this lovely dinner, we're pricing up Chef Boyardee. <laughs> and Alex is saying, and, 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 and I love her because she's, the, she's sort of the voice that is outside the bubble. And she says, look, can't you just get like some other like ravioli? And I was like, no, it has to be. Chef Boyardee. Alex even said, can't you just get like a regular can of ravioli and just put a Chef Boyardee sticker on it? I'm like, no, we will not lie to our audience. We will not lie to you. I refuse to lie to you. If it's if you see Chef Boyardee on this table, it has been sourced from America. And, and an extortionate amount for a gag that only a few people will enjoy. But my God, it'll be worth it. It won't. It won't. Stephanie here is soaked. Take a shot or alternately just lick her dress. Hey, remember last week when RTC attacked APA after the Irie versus Jackie match? Mm -hmm. Well, tonight it's a six-person tag match. Hey, that makes sense. Amazing storytelling. No, really, it does. Don't read that sarcastically. I've typed it. No, no, that's good uh, storytelling. Yeah. Bradshaw versus Bull starts in the battle of 1997 guys you didn't think would be repackaged successfully. <laughs> Farouk beats up people, but then the good father tags out to Ivory. It all breaks down as Jackie kicks ass. But Ivory then rolls Jackie up as she gets distracted by Val Venus, who presumably is talking about the, the virtues of uh, politics. I'll, I'll leave that there. Um, what is it with Ivory and weird finishes on the show? She's consistently awful finishes. But never mind that. Here's Billy Gunn in jeans. The jeans Billy Gunn makes a save to uh, something resembling a, a pop. He's a jeans man, I've typed. We, ha we had... Uh, <laughs> Really, you, I really know this. Were you tired when you wrote this part? He's jeans, a jeans man. man. Oof. We um we on the raw review the other week we had a bit we saw the smoking guns do a running at the end of the show in jeans, mm. and they were also covered in weird white liquid, <laughs> which has led us to believe that they were in the shower post game when they remembered they had to do a run-in. So they threw some jeans on and ran in, still sopping wet and covered in suds. Is this... What? I've never it's heard It's true. This. What episode was this? Uh, it's the one... It will... I know that at the very end, the smoking guns run in to save... Is it Diesel and Shawn Michaels? Oh, no, no. It's Undertaker. That's it. The main Undertaker? Event is, no, no. The main event is Undertaker versus British Bulldog. Bulldog again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just, just just a couple of years out of the Wigan Mines. Um, Undertaker and Bulldog was the main event. And post-match, Yokozuna and Owen Hart and Jim Cornette all get in, beat up The Undertaker. Mabel gets in as well to beat up The Undertaker. Shawn Michaels and Diesel make the save. And then the smoking guns come out to help them. Wow. But the guns are like fresh out of the shower, still covered in soap suds. They just That's look so like they're weird. covered in men's. Something else. Men's. Men's. Uh, yeah. Men's. Oh, I see. Spider-Man. That's right. Spider-Man. Yeah, it's cinema screen. Very good. That's the one. Oh, that's interesting. I'll have to go check that. There you go. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, backstage, TNA are bickering. Oh, no. Albert was kissing up to Stephanie on Raw, which annoys Test because, you know. Uh, Test then dares insinuate that Trish is keeping Vince McMahon warm. 
Albert says, hey, hey, don't cross the boss, and walks off. You know what will cheer him? Lugs for Christmas. Hello, <laughs> Tom. So, um, as we have reached the uh, Christmas Lugs boot of the week, as promised, it's a bit of a Christmassy episode of the classic Smackdown review, in the sense that it's happening around Christmas. So, <clears throat> I asked on the Twitter... Um, to you to reply with an answer to this question, which 2000s WWF wrestler would you like to spend Christmas Day with? <laughs> Here are some of our findings. Uh, hello to Andre Martins, who says, Mick Foley, because his Christmas obsession would either result in the most awesome Christmas ever, or I would hate it so much I'd completely ignore everything Christmas till I die. Thanks, Andre. <laughs> Uh, Ewan says the Dudley household will be too crowded Kane will accidentally buy a horse and then burn it <laughs> why is he buying a horse <laughs> whoops <laughs> sorry I'm feeling a little horse <laughs> grabbed its balls uh, Austin will cause a shortage in Buck's Fizz and the McMahon household will give off Bucks too fizz. much of an, in- of an incesty vibe so the obvious, he was shooting from the hip here. The obvious answer is right in Long Island, New York, with the Foley's. So Ewan's off to the Foley's for Christmas. <laughs> uh, Pat Speed says, Kane, the issue is he no- issue he knows as long as he knows how to cook up a good turkey and easily could be Santa Claus with the red and his cape from back in the day. Remember he had a cape? One time. <laughs> making an action figure of it. Which uh, Eva Ghostwaffle. Eva Stoffwaffle says China. Mina Freuner. Yeah, Mina Freuner. That's her. Because she says she says China because she deserves a wonderful Christmas. Oh, that's nice. Especially with that bad neck of her. Yeah. And Jim Ross hanging around. Uh, Stephen Scudders says the Dudleys. Never heard of them. If I get get crap Christmas presents, they could just put the gifts through a table. Oh. There you go. Nice. I'd like to put a toaster through a table. That'd be fun. I was going to say, what, what, what? Luke Walsh says Taz because he'd make light work of the turkey. <laughs> he likes a turkey. Like it. Uh, Robster, tough call. I'll have to say Al Snow because who wouldn't want to have snow at Christmas? Oh, oh, wow. Just don't invite Big Boss Man. <laughs> Fair comment. Um, uh, Eric Ruiz Illustration says Kurt Angle because he's my all time favorite also here's a drawing I made and he's included a drawing he did of He-Man <laughs> oh okay he's another <laughs> hey shameless self publicist we love it I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a retweet of that there you go happy days big fan uh, hi Stephanie literally anyone from this delightful holiday family photo featured in Mick Foley's Christmas Chaos and it's a photo from Mick Foley's book that features Santa Claus the Godfather uh-huh. x Jim 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 Ross wearing <laughs> lipstick apparently you know it looked like he wears lipstick then uh, a, a, a very older woman that vaguely resembles the cat Steve Steve Blackman who's Steve Blackman is front and center Steve, Steve Blackman who I think might might have some sort of trauma in his forehead he's got a face <laughs> lifts he's got a Mark Merrow special <laughs> a triple H the Dudley isn't too cool um uh, also, Jim Blade, who says, uh, I was learning to wrestle in 2000. I'd like to spend Christmas with Dean Malenko. Imagine sitting under the, Christ- under the Christmas tree of learning with Dean Malenko. Good shout. Sensible answer. Uh, the Professor Nick Harrison from off of TikTok fame. He's ace as Nick Harrison. Mm. 
love it. We're due to do a Desert Island Graps. I've not forgotten, Nick. I'm just crap at replying to people, and I love you, Nick. Uh, the Rock, we enjoy the same type of pie. <laughs> Can't wait to do his Desert Island Graps Shepherd's now. pie. Shepherd's <laughs> pie. Uh, hi to, hi to uh, Spookilium. <laughs> It's the problem now because everyone's got Halloweeny names, so I have to decipher them. He says, "Oh, you read the that name rather than the at." Sometimes uh, I do. Sometimes I do. It depends on what the name is. When the, when the name is that though, oh, you know, I'm less funny. inclined to read it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> test so I can beat him at all the obscure N64 hey, games he gets for Christmas. Yeah, right. It's like someone have a spooky name for Christmas, like <laughs> oh, pumpkin head, and their their at will be like Dick Fuckington or something. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you don't catch me out, Teddy. Uh, Ray Dent says, "Is it possible to spend Christmas?" with Jericho on Fuck Island because that hey. sounds amazing big, big fan of that uh, hi to Leaf who says who would I spend Christmas with well it's gotta be Kane oh shut up <laughs> you hey. spend it with Kane a lot of people have these tweets that yeah. like, oh listen to us That's Richard nice. Castler says why it's gotta be Kane <laughs> but also Mick Foley because he's my favourite and he'll come dressed as Santa for Him. the children I like that for, ne- for himself uh, Nate Walton says you are a tease Tom I'd be upset if you didn't do it so well well that's that's not an answer to the question, <laughs> Nate, but I appreciate you reaching out, sir. Love, lovely to see your face. <laughs> Colonel XB! Hey. I feel honoured. I feel honour-bound to say Kane, although I'm pretty sure the winner's Mick Foley. Mick Foley's a popular wow, one for yeah. Christmas. Uh, Lord Daft Wager says, does Vince count as a wrestler? I imagine Christmas with him is fucking bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Louise says, the Hardys, we could have an extreme game of Monopoly. Loser gets swanton bombed off the nearest ladder, presumably through Park Lane. Uh, Jason Allenby says, Foley meeting Santa Claus. Yeah, nicely done. Cactus Big Bollocks. (laughs) Christmas Day spent with Edge, sipping hot drinks and making fun of Jay's flat ass. I like Cactus Big Bollocks. I thought it was his answer. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think we might take that as the answer anyway. Uh, Stephen Norris says Christmas with the Hollies. Good old Thurman being the grumpy uncle in a chair with a bottle of whiskey. Molly on the phone with all her mates talking about what presents they've got. And Crash is the N64 kid screaming about whatever cool thing he's just opened. Uh, that's so wholesome. Kevin Stevens wants Mick Foley as well. Uh, I, I was reading Foley as good around this time, so that's nice. <clears throat> I like that. Andy Springer says... Can I be the third in the X-Pac and Tory Christmas story? (laughs) (laughs) Sticky situation. Mm. Mr. Wrestling Jr., who would I spend it with? That's got to be Kane. Get Linda over for a big old party. (laughs) Alex Elliman then says, Kane and Linda. (laughs) A lot of love for Kane and Linda. Uh, Bradner says, I'd spend Christmas with Kane, but only if he brings his festive cousin, Candy Kane. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, Sean and the Infinite Sadness. Oh, mate. He says, Taz, probably bigger than him, so I could, <laughs> I could give him the dodgy controller for SmackDown. <laughs> that crap sort of Game That's Shark good. controller, like the, the shit one that we all had. Uh, Dees Unus is John Cena, because he's, sa- he's Santa. You can't see either of them. There you go. Mm. Safe Sammy says the entire cast of That's Gotta Be Kane. Good choice. Awesome. Adam, for all of them, it's even stupid Kane, apparently. Adam Farmsworth says Mick Foley. Uh, Desi says, ooh, I'd say Chavo. Oh. Nice. She's uh, on the show yet. Adam Frampton simply says Kurt Angle. Nice. Okay. Straight to the point. John Gilmore said, has anyone said The Rock yet? So we can smell what he's cooking. Okay. Like Spoiler, it. Spoiler, it's turkey. It's turkey. <laughs> 
Um, and yes, poetry, says Pat Patterson. I believe the only man to win both the hardcore and the 24-7 titles. Um, no, K Quick. Slash our truth yeah. Otherwise, just spot on, my friend. Uh, his perspective on how wrestling has shifted would be lovely to hear. Don't know the past. I didn't, I didn't know he passed last year. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mike Wright says, I'd spend it with RTC because the PTC did nothing hey. wrong. <laughs> it's nice when we get up when people yeah. say our catchphrases back to us. Uh, ACA says, Funaki, no contest. To which Richard Cathler is No put. contest. Indeed. He's put no contest. Oh, I thought you meant like no context. Funaki, no contest. <laughs> no contest. Oh, to... just, just, just Indeed. The, the, the veteran, <laughs> the veteran of him and Takami Chinoku. Okay. Uh, Sonia says, Taz, imagine the Christmas carols. He's got a lovely singing voice, Taz. That's that's just purely speculation. <laughs> Chris Campbell, no relation, says easy to be, easy has to be Shane Helms. I'd accept no other substitute. What's Christmas with the hurricane? I don't know whether you've got something okay. on him. Uh, Quetzal says Triple H, because otherwise everybody at the Christmas dinner will be asking, where's Triple H? Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, a few more. Liam Ruan says British Bulldog. <laughs> it's Binwood coming handy for all the used rapid paper. <laughs> <laughs> He's down the Wigan mind, sadly. He can't make it. Uh, Harry Flynn just says, Tristrat has done. <laughs> so, uh, you, you, need some, you need some punctuation in there. Uh, Chaz Crowley says, I'd like to have Christmas dinner with Kane and Linda. I bet lots of festive hijinks would ensue. <laughs> no, we had a very boring Christmas. Uh, Phil Lawrence says, Mick Foley. Well done. No contest. Uh, Bernie. Bertie. Posh Bertie says, I spent Christmas with Test. Give him the Super Nintendo remake as a present. And we play Mario Kart together and watch him come last all the time. <laughs> uh, Rich Curtin says, head. <laughs> Just head. <laughs> Dan says, Jeff. Oh, sorry, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Jeff Oof. Hardy dresses as an elf. Uh, Liam Hemstock says, Linda, imagine her telling a Christmas cracker joke. <laughs> Vince, I've got one. And uh, Amanda Schultz, finally, <laughs> wants to spend Christmas with stupid Kane. I saw that one. I saw that one. <laughs> God, a lot Happy of Easter! No stupid Kane. Uh-oh! Oh. I painted all these eggs. I understand. <laughs> Half a nagila, half a ne- no, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm singing a song about S.A. Rios. Half a agila, half a. It's a cut. Uh, if oh, okay, if you didn't read, God. if I didn't read yours out, uh, unfortunately, it, don't, just, don't say that stupid king. We, nice. we had to, we had to cut it off. But thank I you. I deleted much, the other responses. There you go, stupid king. Thank you. You're the reason for anything negative we do. Thank you, stupid king. That I was the lugs Christmas. <laughs> Have a very lugs Christmas oh. and a shitty New Year, oh. you bastards. <laughs> this thank is you. free. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Blackman retained the hardcore title on Raw after giving. <laughs> Listen to this. Hardcore Holly, a German suplex onto a car <laughs> and pinning him in a spot that I don't remember but looked cool as hell. And as he's walking the back, Raven smashed a two by four of his head and won the title because 24-7 rules. Yeah. I'm like, wait, that's back? I don't think he ever left. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, they haven't explained that very well, but They kind of make out on comms that it never truly left. Ah, it's like... Yeah, they just weren't doing it because Blackman was so hard, I guess. But mm. okay, fair enough. <laughs> so Raven is a fiendish, evil, hardcore champ because he's Raven. <laughs> and he's taking on Blackman today. He empties a bin to reveal a smaller bin. 
<laughs> yeah, that's cute. This Russian doll. Russian of, dolls of bins. <laughs> Raven bitches about having to face a mere hardy boy in his first title defense. Sorry, not Steve Blomman. And Jeff interrupts. Jeff bulldogs him into a bin before, rop it, before, before mopping Raven. He misses a mop drop off the top. Oh, beautiful. Raven does his trademark spots, including the Russian leg sweep in the guardrail and drop toe hold onto a bin. Jeff gets a ladder and goes on the second rope to leg drop onto it and through Raven, it gets two. Jesus, Jeff, it's only SmackDown. Calm down. Jeff goes for it. It does. Jeff climbs the top, but Raven simply moves. <laughs> so Jeff can't do anything. So Jeff comes off the ladder, lands on the ropes, and then crossbodies the outside as Lawler wonders if we've ever had a purple-haired champion. <laughs> Jeff tries another dive off the ladder, but instead lands right into the fire extinguisher fumes to end the match via a DDT. Raven heads into the crowd as Raven... Sorry, as Cole crows about the Raven effect. <laughs> See, this is oh, it, because Raven mentioned... Bad there, sorry. Raven mentioned the Raven effect, which, will be, which will be the, the new name for his DDT, DDT, which was previously called... Even Flow. That's it. But then Jericho would come out with the Even Flow knockoff theme in the yes. It was all a bit... Pearl Jammy. It was very Pearl Jammy. Jimmy Hart, you've done it again. What did you think of this match? I loved it. Yeah. Oh, this was great. What, what has happened this week? Like, SmackDown's been a belter in ring. Overall, it's been great. <clears throat> I love the stuff Jeff Hardy did with the mop. The mop drop off the top was amazing. Um, even the, the mop bumps that Jeff gave to Raven at one point looked very slapstick. I loved it. Uh, Raven is going to sort of launch a sort of new era in the hardcore division. And I think this is, you know what? Raven came into the WWF. He was never going to be a top guy. Just wasn't. Who the fuck hired Raven? Vince McMahon, 2000. Never going to be a top guy. I think he, this is, a, this is a, 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 a place he fits well. This is a position he fits well. If this is where Raven lives during his time in WWF, I think that's perfect. I think that's good for him. Make, yeah. make all the money, make some fun memories on television, and get yourself away, lad. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> yeah. Tom's friend, Kevin Kelly, talks to the returning Rikishi. <laughs> I love how you always announce him as my yeah, mate. We're besties, me and Kevin. That's right. Kevin Kelly talks to returning Rikishi, who was dead but got better. <laughs> Hell in the Cell should have ended his career, but it didn't. He takes exception with Undertaker saying he'll make him famous. Rikishi says, I became famous running over Austin, so shut up. <laughs> okay, thanks, Rikishi. Cheers, Rick. Too cooler here. Wow, feels like forever. Uh, they beat TNA on Raw after Steph. And I said, I'll put, I'll take a shit. Um, take a crabs, shit. Crabs, crabs. Undertaker, as your stomach. Oh. <laughs> I've done it now. I've gone and made a big mistake. Oh. <laughs> Half an hour late. Half an hour late. We got <laughs> Crabs test leg, followed by Albert going, Steph. Do you need any help? Because if you do, <laughs> just ask. I'm here for you. Yeah, Albert's all like, I'll help you. Yeah, Steph. Albert's like, okay. The boss. Yeah, fair shout. So it's a TNA rematch, and I'm sure they'll get along just fine with all these things in the background. Too cool, crotch test, and and T. What? Test and T. <laughs> I was clearly giving my all here. I like how whenever I, I do... Into the ring, test and test. <laughs> my T <favorite>. and T. <laughs> my favorite is like whenever you... If you write the notes sometimes, if there's been a couple of days you write the notes, yeah. like it's a bit of an out-of-body experience for you, and you read them, you're like... 
What? what? I try and type them at the same time the match is happening. Well, sometimes I'm able to do it. And sometimes I'm like, ah, this will make sense. And I'll <laughs> read it badly. TNT, before they decide to no sell the smaller people because he's test, lol. Hottie is manhandled until he makes a hot tag to Albert. What? <laughs> Again, Matthew's paused to read his notes. Worm connects to Albert, so Tess attacks from behind. That makes sense. Hip-hop drop connects on Albert, but Tess lands the elbow to a down sex A to win. I put, they won? What the fuck? TNA won a match. Yeah, and of how all the matches they should have won. And then afterwards... How do they celebrate? Test is like, yay, Albert, we won. Woo. <laughs> Hoddy tries to attack Tess after, after the bell. So Test saves Albert from a beating from Hottie, and God knows what he would have done there. Ooh, a bulldog, maybe, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> maybe a worm. Yeah. At reverse chin lock, anything could happen. Test saves, but then he turns around, Albert kicks Test, and officially breaks up TNA. <laughs> we see Steph watching this backstage. Take a shot. Very happy as the crowd is stunned silence, like when Tom does his Noah joke in Dallas. <laughs> They're going to pop uh, in Dallas. If this time. was a heel turn to Albert, they forgot no one cares about <laughs> Test. Albert beats him up as Test bleeds from the mouth like this podcast. Now we... <laughs> because now we can't do crap Test jokes. Oh, wait. Yes, we of can. Of course we can, mate. Stop bleeding, Tom. It's all right. We can still make fun of Test. <laughs> so TNA inexplicably win their last match together against Too Cool. Only if them to immediately split up and Albert beat up Test to no reaction whatsoever from the crowd, but Steph liked it. It's a bit odd. I think it was to... I'm just thinking. I'm thinking how a writer would think short term. It was to make the 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 turn even more surprising. The fact that they won, because because the vibe that we get is like Albert's gone. Steph, whatever you need. If you if you want anyone getting getting rid of, I'll sort it. So the impression that we get is they the Steph has sent TNA to get too cool, but that's not the case. Steph has sent Albert to get rid of Test. Uh. And and by having them win, I'm, I, I think it's crap. But having them win, it makes the the turn even more shocking. I love that everyone betrays Test. Everyone Steph, betrays Test. Albert, Pizza. Metroid Prime Dread, <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> oh, Pizza! Oh, I just got that. Oh God. Wait a minute, hang on. Let me just check on Twitter if Test is still. Uh, yes. SFL analysis, Jesse Ventura. Oh, now this, this smells of desperation. <laughs> he rants about how the NFL sucks and you should take your dad to see XFL, what football used to be about. I'll say this every time because it's so hilarious that a lot of the XFL marketing was, remember when X NFL was good? Yeah, that's what the XFL will be. And Vince is like, so Vince, what was the last NFL game you watched? He's like, I don't watch NFL. But he was just saying this. Just he's just saying the right words. We all know it sucks nowadays. He's like, what? From looking around, going, what are you talking about? Just trashing it. Just whatever. Just trashing. On it. Monday nights, people like to watch wrestling. It's like, oh, I see. <laughs> XFL analysis, Jesse Ventura. I, it makes you. It makes you think that that Vince isn't paying any attention to AEW, and a lot. I think I like to think that oh, a lot now. of AEW. Th yeah, maybe now they are, but I think initially, like Vince, even if he mentioned them in a meeting, I don't think he gives. I don't. I still don't think he gives a damn. I, I think that people around him will do stuff to 
quietly deal with that. You know, like like if you're if if Vince was an arachnophobic, you'd have somebody on the other side of the room quietly ushering a spider out of the corner whilst Vince says spiders have been here for years. Like, that's kind of what I think is going on. I'm nobody. I'm not. Mm. I'm just a We hack. are winning the war in Iraq. We are beating the yeah. Americans. Yes, it's that. It's that. Tanks behind <laughs> Everything's fine. It's fine. Uh, Ventura telling us all to take our dads to the XFL. I just think that they're just... It's a touch. You know, it's a tough sell from anyone to go. We've invented a new sports league, the Champions League, <laughs> to quote OSW. Like mm. it's a tough sell at the best of times, and they're selling a, a non-wrestling sport specifically to wrestling fans, and that's where it's going to be tough. I'm a yeah. wrestling fan watching SmackDown. And I don't care about the XFL. Like, I wouldn't go oh, well, if I lived I'll, in America. I like American football anyway. But, no, yeah. I wouldn't go. But then, like, if the WWE said, hey, to celebrate the over, overwhelming success of NXT UK, don't make jokes, um, we're setting up a... a oh, God. We're setting up a football league. The NXT Football League. Oh. I wouldn't go... <laughs> I have no interest. There's no crossover for me. I think there's a, there'll be some that have a perverted interest and there'll be a lot of hardcore football fans that'll go, no, I can't go that day. I'm going, I'm going to see Newcastle yeah. United. I'm going to Man U. It's so weird when they're like, we want our audience as well as, you know, other people to watch our stuff. But they go, but mm. other people are definitely not going to watch this crap. They did it to begin with, and then they all turned off and went, whoa, okay, yeah, not for me, pal. Mm. A lot of curiosity to begin with, giant ratings to begin with, and then uh, some of the, the, the lowest recorded primetime number in history at that point, the last game. Yes, so, yeah. well done. But that's all to come later on. Uh, for now, Rumble Recall, 1999, with Vince winning. God, did that Rumble suck. <laughs> Even Bruce Pritchard on the Rumble 1999, <clears throat> something to wrestle with, had to be like, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> you just want hey, I'll kiss everybody's ass, but woof. <laughs> you should say down wig and mine. <laughs> Kevin Kelly interviews The Rock. The Rock is going to win. <laughs> Kelly's a hermaphrodite. It's uh, Theodore Blood 2000. <laughs> Sorry. And also, The Rock is going to go back to his roots here in Nashville. Crowd loves this. He used to go to school in Nashville, but he's not here to go to back to school in Nashville. But he is going to go to school. In Nashville, and sharpen pencils, do geography, and smell a la 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 la. Six out of ten, rock. He um he did go to school in Nashville. He did the McGavick High School. Yeah, his name. It. There's a there's an Instagram photo of him of a school photo, and he's 16 years old, but he's like six foot four. It, he's made a few jokes on, uh, in his promo. It's like yeah, yeah yeah, puberty was the rock's best friend or whatever like that. And then like he was only on Twitter a few while ago. He put some photos of himself like. Oh, you were that lad, right? In the, the six four, like sixteen, or whatever. Oh, mental. The caption says, "All the kids in every high school thought I was an undercover cop." <laughs> yeah, that was the one I saw. <laughs> hey, all you. How kids. do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Bless him. Yeah, where do you get your Bless confidence him. from, Rock? Where do you get your character? Oh, being six four. Mm -hmm. right, okay. Being 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 immediately charismatic at sixteen. Yeah. Getting into any nightclub and pub possible at the age of sixteen. Jeez. Yeah, we get clips of Rikishi attacking both The Rock and The Undertaker on Raw. So up this weird main event we have tonight. This seems a bad idea on Rikishi's behalf, but I guess he is still fuming with The Rock and he hates Undertaker because the whole Hell in a Cell thing. So I like that. The I forgot that there was stuff because of that bump. 
Yeah. I remember it's the bump. I forget everything else afterwards. But Rikishi had some time off and he came back. Goes, yeah, I'm still fuming with Perrier's. Oh. It's a very babyface type approach, but obviously, you know, things are about to become revealed in moments. But it's a very babyface type approach to go, I'm just going to fight you both. I'll have you both yeah. now. And it's a bad, it's also a very Rikishi thing to be doing that oh, as well. Can you leave that Screen's on? gone. Oh. No, I'll leave it. That'll be a bonus for the Patreon people. Uh, very I like it. <laughs> a little bonus for the hey. Patreon people. The screen's gone. People, could be paying. people aren't going to hear us now. I'll be waiting to see if that bounces in the corner, like in the office. Uh, <laughs> wait, but more wait, importantly, wait, 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 wait. No, no. Yeah, it bounced. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Wait, that might actually be. Wait a minute. Sorry, we're just watching the. What watching the the? It's oh, no, on wait, Patreon. Is that? Oh, that's no, not actually. Ready, sorry. ready, no ready, ready, no, ready, ready. As soon as it bounces, I'll talk. Boom. Hey, there you go. We get clips of Rikishi tagging both. The Samsung logo is screensavering on the TV yeah. behind us. If you're listening on the podcast, if you're watching on the Patreon, <laughs> you can see that. But <laughs> it's what you Ooh. pay for. <laughs> Like, wait, lads, stop talking. I'm going to be out. Thanks for your money. Yeah. Thank you. But more importantly than that, they've realized that Undertaker's theme should cut right from Dead yeah, Man Walking. Yeah, they figured it into out. Into rolling, 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 rolling. They no, figured no, it out. No, yo, you're loving this shh right here. It's like, no, it's just rolling, rolling. It works better. so much better. Better. Anyway, this is to punish Rikishi for his actions on Raw. In the interest of fairness, says Steph. So Rikishi heads out with Steph. Drink the whole bottle. Thank you. Couple letters. I was very much enjoying this. She says, "No, well, you know what? I heard you guys in the crowd reacting to the Austin segment earlier. Then, you know what? You like this? Rikishi's partner tonight, Regal. Yay! And he just comes out yeah. looking like he's having the best day. Yeah. Ah, but Steph says, I did promise a handicap match tonight, so I'm gonna break one of Regal's other... legs. No. <laughs> Here's the other partner tonight." Kane. Thank you, daughter of Linda. Thank you, daughter, <laughs> stepdaughter. <laughs> stepdaughter Stephanie. Thank you very much. What? How about we go for ice cream later? I don't think that's a good idea, Kane. When will you let me in? <laughs> I just want, I won't replace you, Dad. <laughs> I want to be your friend, but also disciplinarian. That third season of That's Gotta Be Kane, which featured the stepdaughter storyline, didn't do as well in the ratings, so they yeah. killed her off. Yeah, having Stephanie appear in every segment, turns out, was a bad <laughs> idea for the Kane franchise. Yeah, she very much became the Lisa Simpson of That's Gotta Be Kane. She was the XFL of the <laughs> The Kane. Tom Campbell of Cultaholic. He basically became that. Even when we paid Jesse Ventura to say, shut up you, <laughs> Jesse Ventura to say, you take your dad to see That's Gotta Be Kane. <laughs> That's Gotta Be Kane is so, it's so waterproof, so bulletproof, it's covered in thermite paint. <laughs> Gorilla. When I was a kid, my dad used to sit me around the, the jukebox and we'd listen to the Kane Senior audio program presentation. And now, with That's Gotta Be Kane on the television, I take my dad to, to watch it too. We spoke to people on the street what they thought of it. Well, I'm down at mine. <laughs> when I got the wireless on. I love the, the, the Kane Senior audio it turns broadcast out, presentation. It turns out that the wireless doesn't stretch as near signals. <laughs> 20 foot down at cave. The fucking call. So don't worry, in my head, I have it recorded. <laughs> I listened to it before I got down to mine, the, the, the day before, and then I have it playing in my head the entire day. 
And you know what? It's a load of crap. But it does stop me thinking about the 20 years I spent with Heart Family. With the fucking hearts. I alternate between listening to that in my head uh, <laughs> and banging my head against the wall. <laughs> That's how I get through the day. Ta-ra. <laughs> it's so sad. Sometimes I play Horvish theme in my head. And imagine I've eaten duck bread. I might have eaten today. <laughs> Mind's closed. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Bulldog. Sorry, British Bulldog. Mind's closed. Look at his full gear and a little helmet. His jeans. <laughs> and he, yeah, that's it. He's in his jeans and his pepper army skin. <laughs> Don't guy in the mind with his hands. <laughs> sorry, sorry, bulldog. Mine's closed. <laughs> Mine's closed. Anyway, back to main event. <laughs> why did what I like how the, the, that's gotta be Kane has spun off into I British Bulldog. Bulldog from the black stuff. <laughs> Gives the job. Gives <laughs> job. Bulldog with his kids just starts well, playing what, bricks. What 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 can you do? Uh, uh, throws a pin at the job advisor. <laughs> How about that? No oh, logistics. Great. It's Mike Powell. You say. <laughs> oh, Bulldog, I've been meaning to find you. We've got a new job for you. Have you? Yeah, it's great. That's great. Well, but t- doing. Be training the wrestlers. Um, get them started. You won't have to take any bumps because you're crap. Oh, thank God. This is tremendous. <laughs> well, I'll be doing it. Um, never look. It's somewhere in um, Calgary. Oh, but, oh <laughs> no. Fuck what? Starts laying bricks. Yes, sir. Christ, if our audience gets the oh. Boys from the Black Stuff reference. Boys from the Black Stuff. I remember we watched that because Mike, me and Mike really got into Alvida Zane Pet when we were younger. Mm. And then my mum went, oh, I saw this on DVD today from the same era. It's Boys from the Black Stuff. And I went, oh, cool. Oh, laugh a minute. Jesus. Jesus, bleak. Of course, you think Squid Game's bleak? Oh, you haven't watched Boys from the Black Stuff? It's funny how, like, American stuff's like the beloved holiday classic <laughs> or Make Your Heart. <laughs> Stretch three times the size it once was, but in a good way, not in a wrestling kind of way. Oh, the heartwarming, loving thing that gives you faith in humanity. All right, we're all the British classics. Life's shit. <laughs> yes. A TV play from 93 or whatever. Life's shit. Ray Winston in Scum. Boys from the Black Stuff. Threads. <laughs> George and Mildred. Like, they're all just, like, depressing as yeah. fuck British. Watership down. <laughs> they're plague dogs. Oh, this is what it means to be British. Just miserable and grey. Robert Crumbly in It's Shit, in it? <laughs> it's shit, in it? Ken Loach in Just Give Up and Jump Off a Bridge. <laughs> the beloved holiday classic. Just grim. Michael Caine goes to Newcastle in Get Fucked, airing tonight and every night on ITV4. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. That's tomorrow. Gary Gary Oldman and I'm going to die in two days. And my dad's an alcoholic and he ate all the money that I had for me operation to save my head from falling off. He ate all the money. 
yeah. Oh, Dad. The full money. The, the full money. We're stripping because there's no money. <laughs> the minds are shut. Beloved comedy. Britain's depressing. What the fuck? <laughs> Ken Loach's, I can only hope for a quick death from Santa this Christmas. You're right. Yeah. You're right about it all. Miserable You're right death, about it dead all. people, oh, <laughs> poverty. <laughs> Grim. That's the best part. Is you're That's right. what we produce in this country. Now, like the past few years, it's been, how about Bond, Harry Potter? <laughs> like, no, happiness. Gritty, grimy, everything shit. Yeah. Five stars. Yeah, five stars. <laughs> oh god anyway in the main event of that tirade Undertaker sells for Regal <laughs> no he doesn't he's making sure you're paying attention at this point <laughs> <laughs> William Regal getting beat up by the Undertaker a Ken Loach classic <laughs> Starring Gary Oldman as the beaten. <laughs> Ken Loach is riveting. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> James Nesbitt as the punch face. <laughs> he tags in Kane, who no-sells Undertaker. James so, Nesbitt. So, so Rock tags in <laughs> to get beat up, which he only does oh. when team with Undertaker, no one else. <sighs> Undertaker has to make the save by yelling, Old school! And hitting Kane, but doesn't send Kane off his feet with the move before immediately eating a Kane big boot, which I thought was funny. That's quite He nice. calls him the move old school. It does absolutely nothing to Kane. <laughs> it's a big boot. I'm not selling that. Rikishi tags in and attacks Undertaker while the commentators explain his bruised spleen. And I've typed, oh man, I love Born to Run. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you're on fucking fire this week. You, you are, you, you are on So glad you're like, I really you said it goes, all right, stare at, stare at Tom, stare at Tom. You're on fire Bruce, this Bruce, please. You might need to hear it a few times. We're going, oh, God, I got it. Right, right. Sorry about impressing you. You spot making Tom. Rock uh, spine busters regal and all breaks down with Kishi sodding off. Someone complained on the about the times I've been on the Cotholic podcast in that what happens? What, <laughs> then someone said all Tom tries to do is get his jokes over. <laughs> and to, to, yeah. you, to you, I say, get fucked. I'm having a lovely time, and they are over. <laughs> and Matthews are twice as over today. <laughs> Me, me and Tom, basically, who could pop each other the most contest? It it's pretty much what happens. And, and if that's not your bag, then you need a new bag. Oh, yeah, sorry. Don't worry. The other 10,000 shows to go, you know yeah. what? Would you watch all the shows? That would you do, right? The AE podcast. I said AEW podcast. They do their podcast. They, uh, probably, uh, they, never, they never go off topic. No, they're very on topic of the AE boys. Big fan of the Attitude Era podcast. Yeah. We're still waiting to do that Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, oh, oh mate, that'd be a lovely day. That'd be a lovely day. <laughs> well, 
Oh, dear. We'll do it with them. We'll, we'll, we'll get that. We'll watch an episode of SmackDown. Then we'll watch, you know, I, I traded my grandma for a bicycle <laughs> or whatever. It's like Ken Loach classic. Ken Loach classic. <laughs> Rock is so annoyed at Rikishi's bitch move and leaving <laughs> during the handicap match that he's winning that he runs after him and punches him in the dip before dragging him back. <laughs> Kishi sees Undertaker of the ring and yells, Oh, shit! PTC did nothing wrong before taking a choke slam. Mm. Impressive. Kane and Regal beat them down, but Kishi misses a chair and strikes Regal. Oh, no. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Rock uses this moment to pin Regal after a DDT. Yes, a DDT. Mm-hmm. Kane is still mad. So the brawl continues like the pin didn't happen with Regal getting the cutter on Rock. Nice. Wow. Rikishi butt splashes Undertaker and yet again Kane looks dominant by chokeslamming the Rock. Yeah! Badass Kane. We're really getting behind Kane. It's almost like they've heard us and gone, we need to make Kane more serious again. Yeah. He's a joke at this point. Oh, but we don't end with badass Kane going, we won a match, guys. (laughs) Oh my God. I've been up Austin last week. I've been up The Rock this week. This is going really well for you right now. So of course we end with a shot of Steph laughing. And I've typed, I am drink. (laughs) I'm cock a hoop. Oh, what a show. So, this that was an episode of SmackDown. It was the last one of the Year of Our Lord 2000. That's it. Year of Our Lord 2000 is done. Went out with a kabang. Are you still going to say next week, Year of Our Lord? Um, Yeah. yeah. Just checking. I I couldn't remember whether you brought in Year of Our Lord for 2000. And Year of Our Lord 2000 has such a rhythmic tone. I didn't know whether you'd still say Year of Our Lord 2000. Well, it's good because I could just do that and just add and one. It's like Capcom doing Street Fighter re-releases. It's a piece of piss. So (laughs) I think we'll do a retrospective. What was something that you you remembered? It was the Bubba. From this, it was, yeah, it was Bubba Ray getting a title shot and, and coming within a hair of actually becoming the champ, which I'm, is stunning. Yeah, it's a lovely pick. I'm going to add to that and go, I remember rewinding and going, no, wait, Bubba pinned him. Oh, wow. And going, no, wait, wait, hang on. Let me check. Because, again, I was not used to the 2.99999. No. Recurring. So I, I remember, like, the crowd. Because the crowd stood up going, that's bollocks. <laughs> no, he didn't. VAR. <laughs> Rare. And he's like, no, it was it was 2.99. Uh yeah, I'm glad that we both remembered that. What was something you forgot? Uh, I forgot about Jeff Hardy and Raven's hardcore match. That slipped my mind that that even happened. And then, Je- but Jeff Hardy's so good in the hardcore division. He's, he's he's better than that, but he's so stand out in the hardcore division. I think they had a limited roster because of the Christmas period. I'm not sure, but that's why Steps on it nine times. But possibly, I mean, like if that's a limited roster, then I know. That's no, fine. again, this roster's in its prime. It's a great be. roster. Yeah. It's a great in ring. It was a great show. Yeah. Sorry, Rodolfo. What did you forget? I forgot about the Matt Hardy Benoit. Yeah, mini, mini classic. Hardy's pulling in some, uh, uh, putting a shift in. No, you don't. Oh, fantastic. Hardy's putting in a shift this week. Yeah. Good for them, man. Good for them. But that is the end of the year. Mm. Are there any things off the top of the head you think about the year of our Lord 2000, just off the top of your head, that you remembered or were oh, pleasantly okay. surprised that we've had a nice little voyage and discovered <sighs> or rediscovered? Rediscovering. Do you know what? I, so I, I can I, warm you up, if you like, if you want a chance to think oh, about Oh, go on, this. then. Go for it. Warm me up. I didn't realise how surprisingly over head cheese were <laughs> and okay. how the company immediately wanted nothing to do with this idea after that god-awful match at WrestleMania 2000. Well, they just took it too far. They took it to the silly side. The silly side. How it was, no, it, no, it was just a bad match. Mm. The crowd were not into it. 
And it was like, okay, enough of that. But up to that, Blackman coming out and being the straight man with the head cheese, the actual head cheese. The <laughs> crowd were loving that. And then, because the crowd looked going, head cheese, head cheese. Blackman going, that's not the name of our team. <laughs> Great. The crowd, crowd were loving it until they absolutely changed their mind. Um, Naked Midian being so short-lived. At this point, uh, this was a random one. I didn't use this in the notes in the end, but um, Midian is still around. He's just not on TV at the moment. They're working oh, on a new gimmick really? for him. No, he's no. still there. Still there what? working dark matches with Boss Man. That's crazy. Uh, and uh, apparently he's doing tryout matches with a new gimmick, said to be something along the lines of Dusty Rhodes. Oh, I don't know whether I we do not remember that anything of this. God. Maybe we asked Dennis Knight. Yeah, we could. Maybe we asked Dennis Knight. He's still with us. Yeah. Um, in terms of stuff I remember from this year, I just remember looking back on 2000 and as we've walked through it, just the sheer amount of energy that went into building new stars. Now, not all of them landed, but the energy that went into building them, um, you know, like we've seen the, the the rise of Kurt Angle. He was always going to be a star. Chris Jericho did some really amazing stuff throughout this year. We didn't seem like the tag team division become less of just like a, an undercard thing and actually become a, a feasible main event in this year. You know, Edge and Christian headlining SmackDown last week didn't feel weird. Like that felt like a, yeah, because they're one of the most over teams in, in the group. Yeah, it's it's when they you think about oh yeah these three teams Edge Christian Hardys and Dudleys were very over and realized like how they got progressively over because E&C had that character change with the turn mm. to Bill and Ted let's face it and it worked so well for them the Dudleys just went uh, Bubba's stares and the uh, looking at Trish going oh, I want you I want you so bad mm. so I can put you through a table and crowd getting it. That that was fantastic, uh, and the Hardys just going from strength to strength by taking all these crazy bumps and losing every match. It seemed like for one point, and then they finally went, "No, let's have them win some." And suddenly, wow, huge success! Mm. And adding leader as being the feather to the bow. Check um, the feather in the cap, maybe, or the bow yeah. on top of the gift, the the peanut butter. Oh on, yeah, peanut butter on the go. toilet seat. Um, feather of the bow. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Think about this, right? January 1st, 2000, you had you had Edge and Christian, you had the Hardys, and you had the Dudleys as like an est- as, as established teams. They had Bulldog, obviously. We had them as sort of established teams doing their thing, and that's fine. Last SmackDown in 2000, what did we have? We had Jeff Hardy getting a hardcore title match. We had Matt Hardy having possibly the match of the night for the Intercontinental mm-hmm. title. We had Bubba Ray Dudley getting a WWF title match. Right. We had Edge and Christian whilst in the opening match this week, but last week beating The Rock and The Undertaker and aligning with Kurt Angle and Stephanie McMahon. Like, they're tag teams that are still established tag teams, but they have become so much more than just a mid-card bit. They're like top of the tree in a lot of cases. And it's been... Quickly have a look and see what it it Mm. says for... uh, We get the December... Last one of ninety nine to see what the the change is. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's a good yeah, shout yeah. actually. What was the last the last um, SmackDown of December of December nineteen ninety nine compared to the last so SmackDown of thirtieth? Prince Albert and Big Boss Man versus Test. Well, well, I mean, that's so that, I mean, yeah, you know, but but then let me think. So Test was babyface there. Boss Man and Albert with the heels. Yeah. Oh, okay. History yeah, is kind of. Course. They, yeah, they, Test, Test was still. They've kind been of on a journey though. Yeah. Kurt Angle versus Rikishi. Yeah. But but Rashid, now been, yeah. top top level yeah top level mid from mid card 
to top level. That's top level now. Yeah. Jeff Hardy versus Al Snow. Hardcore match, but... Something, yeah, yeah. 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 Hello, Al. Hardcore Holly and Crash Holly versus the Fabulous Moolah and May Young. <laughs> That's the one where hardcore said that he... he, he <laughs> Love backstage going, you better hit us, you bums. Yeah, that he was went, it. Are you sure? He goes, yeah. <laughs> he went, oh, God, I've killed him. He goes, that's it. That was good. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> uh, the Rock versus Kane. It would have been good. We're back together. Uh, China versus Jericho. <laughs> this is one of the match where they both became IC champion, blah, blah, blah. Farouk versus Bubba Ray Dudley. Viscera and Miss Jackie versus Gangrella Luna. Wow. Gangrel and Luke, where have they been on the show? Oh, they've been released, haven't they? Uh, I don't know where the Gangrel... Oh, no, Gangrel's think... injured still. But yeah, Gangrel's away, yeah. And then X-Pac versus The Big Show. There you go. Yeah. So, so there's the, been... What a difference a year, mate. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. So bring on next year, a landmark year in wrestling. Oh, in the industry, next year. 2001 is really exciting. And, and, and some things will be wrong. Some things will be bad missteps. But it will be a landscape-changing year in the wrestling world. And we will cover it week by week by week by week by week. See how it all pans out. And until we are back together, which is next week. I feel like this is the end of the season. It's like, not. I mean, We're back next yeah. week, normal time. Everything's fine. Um, but until then, he is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I am at Tom Gamble on Twitter. <laughs> we are at Goldaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. It's shit in it. A Ken Loach joint. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. From Bottley. Goodbye. From Bot. Bottley's Jobless by Ken <laughs> why, why didn't we call him Virginia Bottley? Oh, that's good. <laughs> Thanks, mate. And a scene. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 